I know you'd be happy. Yeah. Damn you. What? I'm waiting for the damn TikTok thing to, to open. Oh, I think they took away the sound. You're such a good producer. Oh, wait, I know. Go ahead and say it. Say it. Hold on. You know what it was. Opening sound, a, a little affected because I had it on mute. But here we go. Mm-hmm. I, like when, I, when you got the penalty and move it to go the... Go ahead and say it. Say it. Both of you. What? Say it. Say what you want to say. I think from the seven, it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick the extra point. I would have I would like you would say it to anybody else. Yeah. I'm on the radio. Say it like you want to say it. Yeah. I thought it was a reckless decision. Thank you. Do, okay, I, but you don't regret it. No. Okay. <clears throat> Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib, Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on coin market cap. You can buy SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to buy it is Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following SHIB token at SHIB token on Twitter slash X. There you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, everywhere else to do your own research and to find more information about investing in SHIB Inu. Diamond paws, SHIB to the moon. All right. I think I have a spicy one. Let's start the show. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs and welcome back to the evil mark show my name is mark hammond i'm happy to be the mark in the evil mark show broadcaster uber sports nerd ready to take you on your sports talk journey now some people call me pinguino supremo but today today i will be your rabbi as we dive into the funny odd weird and interesting stories from the national football league this is the last week of the regular season and because this is the last week of the regular season we got so many games to break down but I can't do it alone. I need my boy. I need my dirty. I need my dirty airman. I need, <laughs> I need my counterpart. I need my man. <laughs> I need my my co-host, my Wisconsin cheesehead. He's the co-host of File on Entertainment. He's about to be an Airbud enjoyer because he's about to watch Airbud because of me. <laughs> and he's the host of Nobody's Listening, the Nobody's Listening podcast. Jared, this is the most loaded question of all time. Jared, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm. I'm existing right now, Mark. <laughs> uh, I, what did I? What did I just say to you? I, um, I fucking forget. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the listeners this. So we're we usually have like a well, especially with Jared. I try to get him on mic as soon as possible because I mean, he always got his best stuff. Sometimes he's <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. I just need to get out of here. <laughs> like, just start talking. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we need to start recording right away because obviously uh, there are issues so uh uh jared uh gosh where did i put my uh where did i put my uh oh don't uh, do the ticker don't oh the please ticker. come on <laughs> you're lucky i can't okay here we go jared uh it's been a long time Maze yep. Man, Maze Man is, has asked about it. Mizzou Man has asked about it, and even Eric asked about it. We recorded a bonus episode, uh, another Ask Mark Anything, the other night, and uh, he said, "Hey, how come 
Jared doesn't give a, a Wisconsin Snizzler for it. How come we don't ask for that anymore? And I was like, well, no worries. As soon as I talk to him, I, I will make sure. I was like, I'll have my sound effect ready, which I didn't. Uh, but no. I will I will ask. So, Jared, how is the Sniz out there in central you know, Wisconsin? I'm, I'm going to preface this with, I think Mizzou Man and uh, all those other guys that you continuously talk about that email into the show about the Sims Report is secretly just you and your 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 best friend gossiping about my love life. <laughs> and she she just wants to know. She's just like, hey, Mark, honey, uh, Pinguino Supremo, uh, you know, Big Poppy, what, what's up with, with Jared, right? Like, I swear to God, that's how it goes. And you're like, yeah, what is up with Jared? Uh, well, what is up with Jared is that... Um, so we all know the Canadian girl. Uh, that, that oh, came the, the one I insulted and that I had to apologize to, yes. Yeah, the one that you insulted and, and the one that you apologized to. Um, your insult should have should have stood 110%. I was 110% correct to just, like, stand by and let you guys, you know, like, just totally rip on her. Because, uh, so, like, the holidays, I know the holidays are bad for, like, a lot of people right like some mm-hmm. people like me i don't like it because it centers around food i, I don't like the mm-hmm. massive gatherings and all the the peer pressure uh, apparently i guess it got to her because like she's you know like when you've been in relationships for quite a long time and family is big right and then all of a sudden it's just you and your family and there's not a whole lot to do i can see how you get depressed but you don't just stop talking to a person that uh. you beg and pleaded to stay like this this lady this this uh, I, this little girl uh, decided like way long ago, I was like, all right, I'm just going to quietly quit. Right. Cause I was like, yeah. you're not ready for a relationship. You're not ready for anything. I'm just going to sit in the background and let you do whatever you want to do. If you're going to, if you're going to talk to me, you talk to me, right. We can have a conversation. We'll I'll, I'll be in your life when you feel it's necessary. She's like, you need to start trying. I was like, no, you're not ready. She's like, I want you to start trying. And I was like, all right, cool. We got to another place where communication was difficult. And she's like, you can either leave and walk away for good now, or you can really try this and like do this with me. And she like hyped it up. Like, you, you know, like how a sales manager is going to hype you up for mm-hmm. a big sales day, right? She's hyping up how she's going to work and try and do this and do that. And then she just ghosts me for like the last two and a half weeks. And I'm like, hey, like we got to talk. Like, this is not, this is not cool. Like, you can't just not tell me that you're having a bad day. Um, as your soulmate, uh, you know, I, I should. I should be privy to certain bits of information. I should be your go-to when things are wrong. You would think so, right? You would think so. Apparently not. Uh, apparently, her, me as her soulmate, her go-to is just to ghost me. And I was like, hey, we need to talk. And she's like, I don't have the mental capacity to to have this conversation or do this right now. I was like, all right, then you don't have to do it forever. Like, you can just leave it lie as it is. And I've blocked her on every social media, deleted everything out of her. And I have control all deleted her out of my life. Wow. You don't it I should have I should have done this freaking years ago. Like I I look back at it and you guys were you guys were 110% right. 110% right. It's just for for someone who says so many different things and and acts and you know basically builds you up to be something and then she's just like, "Yeah, I'm going to act the complete opposite during the moments where it should probably matter that you're there and just doesn't happen." It's just like, "All right, cool." And then, like, I was all excited. I was happy. It was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. And then I wake up this morning. I'm like, God damn it. Set in. The sad panda set in. Uh, is So this is like the, you, you've reached the point where you realize that you've had this, this one itis for, I mean, for a while. And now you're now you're 
you've taken the red pill or however not the red that one's yeah, too loaded yeah. but you, you've you've woken up you've come to the conclusion maybe not you're ready to like uh i don't know you're yeah. not gonna like start peacocking right like you're you're okay right? <laughs> i'm gonna peacock you need to let me fly <laughs> let me like are you gonna get a really really elaborate jacket and start going out <laughs> hitting uh, hitting on women at a staple i mean like no where, where are you mentally are you just have you are, are you glad you've reached this point where you realize that the, like, the time and effort you put in is is not been equal like i i I feel like I feel like I ran out of the red pills, so all I see was red. I was like, "Oh my god, there's so many colors in this universe. How did I only ever see one red?" Right? You know, everything looks great through rose tinted glasses, and I just I look back on it, and I I should have just. There's a moment in time about like seven to eight months ago where I was having a conversation with her, and I was like, "You know what? Can't do this. Like you, you're trying to get something out of me right now that." It's not working. And then through multiple, like this, this would be a whole episode. This, this could be a legitimate whole episode if nobody's listening. And I know she's going to listen to that. And it's, I, I mean, I wouldn't even mind putting it out there and airing the dirty laundry, but the basic too long didn't read in Reddit terms TLDR is <laughs> there were so many signs that I should have just taken to begin with that when she reached back out was like, Hey, my fiance dumped me. I should have been like, Hey, cool story, bro. Best of luck with your life. You know, <laughs> I should have like, I should have just did that. Cause I remember I was like, I'm going to let her cry on my shoulder. I'm going to let her get it out. Like she's in a really bad spot. Like you're with somebody for four years. They dump you out of nowhere. And the story of how she got broken up with is fucking insane. I was like, wow, that's like, that's like some James Bond shit going on there. And I was like, I should have, I should have just been like, well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that I was able to walk you through that. And I, I hope you have a good one, you know, like bye now, or, or I shouldn't have just like never responded to the, to the message in the first place. Right. So. Wow. You should, you should record a whole episode. It's fascinating. I, the problem there would be, you know, would be, you, you'd want to make sure that you're, exposing enough of your own faults and where you went wrong beyond just like, well, oh, I yeah, took her call. Yeah. Like you, you'd have to be like, okay, well maybe <laughs> yeah. I went, maybe I went overboard with this and maybe I went overboard with that. And that kind of encouraged, you know, like, like, you know, Kanye West is crazy, but like, he's crazy because we, we all helped. Like, yeah, you know, we told him he was a genius and we, we, we basically, you know, blew up his ego and he is mentally ill. And now we're all like, wow, why is he so crazy? It's like, well, we all took a part in this. We can't just be it's like, yeah. If you did an episode where you were you were willing to be vulnerable and kind of talk about where where you kind of fucked up too beyond just like my fuck up was I gave her a chance like if you were go beyond mm -hmm. that I think it would be kind of a really interesting kind of thoughtful self discussion too especially I don't would you bring in Jake and David for that one <laughs> uh, David does not get to come along with that one Kyle can stay <laughs> off that episode it would probably just be me and Jake I feel yeah. like I could actually have a conversation with Jake because David I love David to death but. It's either he's he's really fucking funny or like he just makes me want to cry. Like when I listen, when I when we did his file and entertainment, that f the first five and a half hour episode, I wanted to be like, David, you need to just like not ever talk ever again unless it's going to be funny because like he can he can take plate like he takes it places that it doesn't need to go. Like, you know, you're like, you're going to do the technical thing here, David. Stop. Like, don't do that. Right. <laughs> But I don't know. I I know where I I know where a lot of my issues lied with her, and it, I I saw my own instability as well too. Mm -hmm. And I was able to 
curve and cultivate it and, and, and like kind of put it off to the side, essentially, uh, th- these last couple of months, just simply because I was like, all right, like she's not in a good place. She can't take the full frontal. Cause like I told her from the start, I was like, look, I'm not going to change who I am just because, you know, you or whatever, like, you know who I am. We've been friends for like 11 years now. You should know who I am, how I act and what I'm looking for when it comes to a partner, even a long distance one. And if you can't handle that, like there's the door, like you don't want to do these things that I want to do. You don't want to devote the time, energy and effort to the things that I want to do as a long distance couple. And she was just like, no, I'll do them. And then never did. So it, it, there are faults that I had at the very beginning, but these last few times that I did try, my only fault was honestly giving her a shot to be completely candid with you. So now that things are, I'm wondering where you are in the process here. They usually say uh, the, like when you, any kind of relationship, like when you wrap it up, there's, there's like the denial where you try to keep it going. There's the Mm -hmm. anger where you're pissed off at the person for not, kind of matching you or just kind of fucking off and there's the bargaining like yeah okay this will work but i'm gonna try to and then there's the depression where you're like ah, i can't believe this (laughs) shit like this is unbelievable i can't believe this happened to me again fucking this is i've been hustled again and then there's the acceptance the like yeah it happened Uh, kind of got to move forward where are you at in the in the uh five-step process are you in the in the between depression and acceptance are you still in bargaining where are you before you get to the 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 light at the end of the tunnel here (laughs) I was uh, Thursday night. I was in the anger and denial. I had a good old emo. <laughs> I had a good old emo vent in the car. I put on "Sad by True" by Metallica, "Fired Up" by Black Label Society, and then uh, it was "Omerta" by Lamb of God. Like, if you want to talk about like a, a like a good song to just scream "Omerta" by Lamb of God, and then uh, last night I was a little little depressed, and then today I'm like I'm accepting it because I'm like I. I like I I was angry when I accepted it, but I I I knew it all along. I was like, "There's that gut feeling." You're like, "God, K one's just gonna drop the ball here. Like he's gonna scramble. <laughs> oh, I know he's gonna gotta... scramble, but is he gonna is he gonna make the pass? Right? Is he that good?" And then you're like, oh, I knew it in my gut all along. He was gonna do it." And I'm like, "I I knew it was coming. I just I was waiting for that ball to drop. Right? I was waiting for that dime in the back of the end zone where it's like, fuck, Green Bay's out of the playoffs again." You know, because of course it's San Francisco. Of course it's San Francisco at Candlestick Park, right? So, <laughs> yeah, like that's where I'm at right now. Is that I'm just done. Like I've I've accepted my fate. I'm gonna move forward. And Quick Trip has got a cute little barista. I'm gonna talk to. Fuck it. I'm gonna go bowling. I don't give a shit. Nice. Oh, those guys are very litigious. We better not play that song. <laughs> yeah, they they have they they have a very itchy trigger finger mark. Yeah, <laughs> they're very 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 litigious. Well, I well, I'm glad that that year that things are going to go forward, especially at the New Year. So this is kind of like a reboot. Jared back out there. He's like a, a injured fawn, but now he's going to be released into the wild. Do um, you want to know how I started my New Year's? Oh God, I, I definitely want to know. How did you? Yeah, tell me how you started your. <laughs> so, so b- before before she went radio silent, I was like, "Hey, 
you know, it'd be really awesome is that, like you and I played like, like, cause she likes to play games like Scrabble, played it up and all these kind of like very relaxing games, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm a first person shooter. If I not, if I don't need a shower by the end of my gaming session, something's fucking wrong. Right. <laughs> um, that's how I play where she's just like, let's play this cute little calm game. Like, dude, we played five games of Scrabble one night through discord Scrabble app. And it was amazing. Uh, I didn't know somebody didn't know how to play Scrabble. But I was like, hey, you know what'd be really dope, Natalie? Is if uh is if if we played games till the new year together, right? Oh, like we just yeah, had a fun yeah. gaming gaming session. We could play Scrabble. Uh, I, I know that we could probably find a random person to play Played It Up. Uh I asked a buddy of mine if he'd play Played It Up with me, you know, the the night of New Year's, uh like when his wife went to get, went to bed and the kid went to bed, because I know he's up late and she would have loved it because we would have been able to finally beat a level. And I was like, hey. I've got it. I put it in your calendar because that's what that was one of the things she would always ask me. She's like, hey, if you want to hang out, put it in the calendar so I can force myself to make time for it. I was like, all right, cool. Put it in calendar. I had a conversation with her. It was a very odd and awkward conversation right before she went radio silent, texted her about it. And like, I'm assuming she's coming because I haven't heard hide nor hair of that. She's not coming. And so, like, I'm playing with the guys in Let's Play Death Ray. And it's like just about six o'clock. And I was like, all right, I'm about to have like this, you know, this six hour gaming session with Natalie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We're, we're going to maybe watch a movie or do something. I'm like, all right, boys, I got to get offline here. Uh, going to go get ready for a date that hopefully happens like six 30, seven, seven 38. And I'm like, nothing, nothing's coming. I messaged her, nothing. Abs- like, I'm like, wow, I just got fucking ghosted son. On, and New, Year's I, Eve? on New Year's Eve. And I, I couldn't bring myself to go back to let's play death race discord and just like do the walk of shame. Like 30 minutes later, be like, yeah, guys, she didn't show up. So I went and hung out with my other buddies that like, don't really give a shit. It was so depressing, dude. Oh God. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know how we move forward with the show, Jared. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It was really. It was really sad. I was like, "Wow, great!" Not only do I just have that that there too. Like, I'm gonna go play with my buddies. They're like, "What's up, man?" I'm like, eh, "Yeah, it's New Year's, guys. I'm, I'm video gaming with you." And they're like, "Yeah, we know. It's pretty fucking sad, isn't it?" I was like, "Yeah, it is." And then I made like three million in Tarkov, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or I wasn't sure of that one or struggling. <laughs> oh, the struggle is so real out of here, bro. Struggling. <laughs> I, I take donations. Pray for me. Do what you have to. Okay. We have no good segue. Yeah, there really is. We have such a huge show for you today. We are talking uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to move on because, like, no, you, I know, I know, it's hilarious. You, you can't go back because you're like, hey, I got a date, guys. I'm sorry. I wish you could hang out. I wish we could play, but I got to go do this thing. Like oh. Twenty minutes later, you're like, it's not happening. What do I do? <laughs> You come back. Yeah, you can't come back because they're gonna be like, "Hey, what happened?" Uh, you can't be like, "Oh, well, the date was wrong. There was scheduling." <laughs> New Year's Eve. That's like yeah. it's the one missing your birthday. It's like, oh no, no, actually, it's 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 a different day. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, well, 
We will try. It is week 18. It's basically the playoffs for a bunch of teams, but enough rambling from me. <laughs> Let's get right into our rundown. What the hell is a rundown? The Rundown. <laughs> Today's episode is number 199. Just make sure you follow us on the Twitter X at EVLMRK. That's at EVLMRK. And look for all the hashtags EMS199 to see your special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talked about in today's episode, if Mark can even talk. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on the TikTok out there for additional Mark-related content. I don't know why he's got it in air quotes. Uh, you can follow us at, at East Coast Ask Evil Mark. That's at Ask Evil Mark. Uh, I will be editing all those. Look for little Easter eggs as I finally do them. There are just a few clunkers and meaningless games at this weekend, but don't let the articles or naysayers fool you. For over half the league, the playoffs actually start RN, which I'm assuming is right now. Uh, we got multiple games of win and get in, like the Buccaneers, uh, and multiple games where the division titles are straight on the line. So who hosts the wildcard weekend? This will definitely decide. We'll take a look at all your Week 18 action and give you all the previews and predictions. Also, we review our picks so far that we've kept track of, and we'll see who's picked the NFL games better this offseason. This is week 18, so upsets and miracles could definitely be on the docket. And we'll take a look at all our scorecards, report cards, and we'll be looking as we go for the finals. As it stands right now, Mark, mm-hmm. you are 103 wins and 66 losses. 103, 66. 66. Okay. And I am 98 and 86. Now, mind you, there have been about two weeks where I've picked and Mark hasn't. So, of course, I'm going to be a little bit bad. Will Jared break 100 games? Absolutely. I feel 50 50 is pretty good. You know what I mean? 50 is damn good. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh we the we the series was uh a total upset. Mark had three wins over my one win this week uh, in our head to heads. He won three times at one. I lost uh I won one. And Mark is officially making ground on the Mountain Dew game of the week. He is one last week when the Seahawks lost to the Steelers. And so Mark now has to win two games to get his case of Pib Extra. I just need one. Ooh, yeah, I wonder which one we're going to pick this week. That's going to be interesting. And then uh, also it's Friday, so we're handing out some hardware and throwing out some penalty flags. The best awards and penalties in all of professional football. But first, before we jump into Thursday, we got some shout outs for our listeners and supporters. Mr. Unlimited. Before we dive into You were today, spot on so. with that one. I know. Now, I'm, I'm thinking, I used to do this. When I used to do stand-up, I used to do this bit where like, uh, like I would talk to myself conscious and then I would yeah. like, I'm like, I'd be like, yeah, we're I'm like, things aren't looking good, man. I'd be like, yeah, no, they're not. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this should be it. Like, do we really want to keep doing this? And it's like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. What you need to do is you need to, you need to reach out for help because you're at your darkest moment. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, there's a number that that's why they make this number. And then. So, and then I, I mimic calling the number. It's like my subconscious tells me, just call the number, call the number, Mark, call the suicide hotline. And then I call them and I'm like, hello, what? my name is Mark and I'm not feeling so great. And the guy's like, I know that's great. Like, I'm sorry about that, but can I tell you what happened to me the other night? <laughs> <laughs> then, then the suicide operator starts laying shit on me and I go through this whole thing. It just reminds me of that. And I'm like, and then the, the realization at the end of the bit is I'm like, that guy's way more fucked up. Like that guy needs help. 
Is that what you've been giggling at this entire time? That's what I've been giggling. A joke that you did a while ago? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of myself. But uh, let's talk about football, baby. uh, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode's description to find links to our social media pages, where to get your Evil Mark Show t-shirts, links to our sponsors. And you can also contact us anytime by emailing the show at show at evilmark.com. I want to mention these listeners who've been listening uh, since we started. These are people who listen every single week. Uh, they're the ones who remind me when we're when we're late. And they also uh, uh, always provide great feedback. Uh, Jenna P, Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, uh, Tyrone in Minneapolis. Long, he's an only an NFL guy. He does not listen to the college football show. He's just My man. <laughs> he's, he's the one guy who's like, I'm not listening to all that. Jennifer is connected. Fucking Tyrone, my dude. I love like, yeah, I I remember. So Tyrone, I don't know if you if you've ever listened to an NCAA show, my dude, but like I remember I would do little snippets, little clips for like the live shows and the videos when I would edit the, the NCAA podcast. And I'm not lying. When I say I would like, I would be doing a segment and I would just tune out and go, what was I doing? Because of the amount of like the amount of information, the amount of randomness and everything that goes down. Like I only, we only have to worry about like 32 teams here. And the vast majority of the time it's like 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the NCAA, it's like, that's just one section of the, of everything. And it's like, fuck man. Like, dude, I didn't even know that the South Dakota Jackrabbits, when, when did they become a team? When? Why? South Dakota State University is fucking tiny. What? College football is a little bit more challenging. Definitely. I mean, you're talking about over 100 teams. Uh, there's all, there's like, a, a, so 100 teams, there's a, a million inside jokes. I think the NFL kind of makes it more relatable. So so many teams. Uh, Tyrone says he's tried. He can't do it. He only listens to this one. So we're, we're glad to have you on board. And also, every time we do this show, Jared joins us. He's the host of the podcast. Nobody's listening. I have his new sound effect. I I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. One of them. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot to look at the timestamp. <laughs> I usually look at the timestamp. Fuck. That's how I cheat. I, I can see. I can go. All right. I'm going to play this and I can see. I, I, I promise. Eight seconds. I, so. I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. Way better than. <laughs> Yeah, I that, remember I Googled that because you're like, we need a sound effect. I was like, no. And then you're like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I got a sound effect. That, that's a good one. Well, uh, it's it's one of the most wonderful podcasts. Uh, Eric is as uh, an avid listener. And he 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 turned me on to, to a particular conversation you had. But uh, Jared, I'll turn it over to you. Tell, tell us uh, about Nobody's Listening. Where can they find it? And what is it about? Uh, a particular comp What? Oh yeah, me and me and Eric had a conversation about this. He's like, "Did you listen to the last one?" And I was like, "I was like, Jared doesn't listen to my my shows. Why should I listen to his shows? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the description. Then if I find anything interesting, I'm gonna bring it up on my show." I, I thought you said you listened on your drives. No, I listened to it when you did my show, which I really loved. You, you guys did a really really good job. But your show, I'm like, I, I'm still like, because I remember one time you told me he's like, "I don't listen to your show," and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, fuck you then." <laughs> I, I don't listen to the NCAA show because I have zero. I'm like Tyrone. I have zero interest in in the co- in college football. Like you guys can make all the jokes you want. I'm just I I can't wrap my head around the NCAA. I just can't. The first like, hour is is you can you could like most people you can listen to the first hour <laughs> and then be done. I, I will okay. I will give the NCAA show a shot. 
It, well, um, and it's almost over now because it's it, it, we're down to our last weeks. But yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit about. Uh, let's get back to your show. No, what was uh, when the conversation I don't listen, that he turned you on to? Well, he said he he said he goes. I we were it was in the second uh, ask Mark anything, and okay. I think a listener had a question. We were talking about uh, pornography. We were talking about uh, uh, who's the hottest woman. We got into that in the ask Mark anything, and uh, Eric, of course, he he twisted the question. He's like, well. I know you're a cis male, which I guess means like, you know, straight. You can't say yeah. straight anyway. He goes, I know you're cis male, so this may be hard for you, but like, who do you think are the most handsome guys? And I was like, oh, that's not hard for me. I'm like, I'm like, so I, I laid out, he, he wanted five. Like, I, so I was, first of all, it's hard to like even come up with two I want to give props to, uh, let alone five motherfuckers. <laughs> In my world, name, like I, five people right off the rip. <laughs> In my world, there's only two, and and and, I, and that's fine because I know I can go for the number three spot. <laughs> but if there's five, then I feel like, oh gosh, there's a whole fucking crowd of people. I don't know if I'm gonna. I, maybe I should pack it in. But so I, I give him my list of five, and uh, he goes, "Well, I know who uh, Jared likes is uh, Henry Cavill." And I go, "I keep hearing that name," and then I got him confused. I go, "He's not the cannibal, is he?" He's like, "No, no, no, he's not the guy." He's not a cannibal. He did this and he did that. And he was like super. I, I, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. And then I got him confused with because, you know, there's been so many Superman reboots. And I was like, is that the one with Amy? And so we're going back and back and forth. And he goes, and, he, and Eric said, he goes, well, you know, he's got a real crush on him. And oh, yeah. uh, he goes, I was listening to one of the episodes and he said that uh, he he had to skip the scene where this gentleman's in the bathtub because it made him yeah. feel certain ways. And, I, and then we had. Witcher. And then we had a whole conversation about it. I was like, I was like, you know, Jared would clean up as if, if he switched teams. And no. Eric's like, no, no, he wouldn't. I'm like, he no. would. He would. No, I wouldn't. No, he would. I wouldn't. You have Absolutely your own place. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, I would. If, dude, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would have the worst, the worst time if I batted for the other team. I don't, dude, like, I don't even know what I'm doing with women, like, let alone guys. It'd be like, hey, do you, do you want to, like, just come over and play video games? Like they'd be like, "What? We're hanging out, Jared." Oh, I thought this was a date. All right, I guess. In in my mind, this, like maybe this just shows how little I know, but like I'm just assuming like guys get together and then they order a pizza and <laughs> like I don't know. Like I'm assuming this is what happened. It's 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 the same from from what I've heard. Um, when it comes to like dating, uh, like the gay stuff, because I I did interview a a a guy. Uh, he was a blind gay author. Uh, the Robert King Kingston, I think was his name. The dude was cool as all fucking get out. Like I loved his, uh, I loved his, the conversation that I had with the guy. It was great. But like, apparently like dating as a gay guy is literally just kind of like hanging out. But with that awkward, like kind of tension because it's a date, you know, like the first date that uh, you go on with somebody, there's kind of that weird kind of odd, odd work, awkwardness like mm. that. It, it's the same thing when you're dating a guy. Right. Or if you're trying to date a guy from a couple of the conversations I've had with a couple of folks, as well as like one or two interviews I've done, it's it's just it's the same bullshit. But, yeah, no, Henry Cavill, uh, he was taken. He takes a bath quite actually a lot in The Witcher. <laughs> and uh, you're just kind of watching it. You're like, huh? Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. And then uh, the bard as well to Yeskir, he's kind of this scrawny little dude or whatever. And apparently, like, season two kicks off, right? Mm. They ex 
he's he has this scene where I guess they go down into a river and he cleans his shirt and he makes sure that he takes off his shirt and he's just as jacked as Capel is. <laughs> and it's like he's like, Wow, I need to get on his level, and so he did. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's great. So but I nope. I do listen to the, your I do listen to the off air stuff. It's queued up today. I'm gonna do a bunch of scav runs and, and clean the house. And I was, I had your guys's uh background ones queued up for, for listening this weekend. So don't think I don't listen to your show. I just don't listen to the NCAA stuff because yeah. I don't care about college football. Well, now we're gonna have a lot more bonus content. So we've had we've yeah. had two, we had a first ask mark anything, and then we had recorded the other one. That one comes out on Sunday. So yeah, that's that's very good. So if you want to hear me really, really uh start elaborating on my own stupid opinions that's that's definitely a good one it's oh it's almost like when i was on your show when i used to be invited over there yeah and then i had to stop asking you to come over because i couldn't take the hit (laughs) so now can i like (laughs) yeah you're still welcome back no okay you're you're coming back for the military episode i know i'm pumped i'm pumped for it yeah that's uh what day is that that's going to be on a saturday sunday Next Sunday. Oh, next Sunday. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. perfect. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm ready to deliver. I, I have my hot takes in, in tow. So make sure you guys are listening to Nobody's Listening. Nobody's Listening is where it's at. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, uh, Anchor Directly, everywhere they offer podcasts. Just look for Nobody's Listening, um, or you can look for Feathers and Friends. It still pulls up uh, Nobody's FNF.gay. Listening. FNF.gay. FNF.gay. I got to renew that, by the way. So make sure you guys are listening to that. We don't ask for financial support. We just ask you to support the other shows. Please, please, please go give that a listen. I mean, it's not a marathon. So it's, it's a, these are very short shows. You can go in there, check out one, check out two, and then you're, you're out. And you've got a lot of content. Uh, and you can hear about uh, Henry Cavill taking a bath. It's, it's very, very interesting. That's that's the one. I, when was that? When, when did you talk about that? Was that last week's show? Yeah, that was that was last week's episode. Uh, the new one just dropped today, as it always does. It, it was officially on time. But yeah, if you want to hear about uh, my man crush on Henry Cavill and sometimes the awkwardness that comes from it, it's Soda and David's Light again. Mm, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking this out because I gotta I gotta drive to Tucson later today, and so I'm gonna I need something to to kill the time. I'm interested to see how homoerotic nobody's listening gets. <laughs> uh, also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. They say I had a Twitter site. Or X or whatever they're calling it. You can follow us at EVLMRK. Once again, it's EVLMRK. And look for hashtag EMS199 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. You can also DM me there. I will respond. Check out your boy Pinguino on the Twitter. Now it's time. It's time. It's time for Hardware and Penalty Flags. This is our version of NFL Weekly Award Show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best. We throw penalty flags on the week's worst. Jared, get us started first. Do you have a piece of hardware or do you have a penalty flag for this week? Yeah, I'm actually throwing a uh, penalty flag on this one because Pickett looks like he's just picketing playing out there. Like, did you watch the guy play with a lot of his like plays that he did have at all this weekend? He's terrible. Like, yeah, he's regressing. Like, he's literally regressing. Like, he went from, from, I can't believe when, when he first, two years ago, when he wasn't starting, Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh fans were basically begging for him to get the job. He finally gets the job and he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, he just, he looks like he doesn't want to play anymore. He, (laughs) he catches a great first down ball, right? He just looks tired. He gives a half hearted first down celebration. He drops a very easy catch. He looks just sad and pathetic. And then I remember he catches like a great deep ball. And like, you'd, you'd think he gets up, he'd look excited, be like, yeah, 
yeah, I got the title. And you're you're thinking he's going to do that thing where like DK, even DK Metcalf would do something, right? Even though he's trying to be more conservative so he doesn't get fined anymore. And he just looks up and he's got this little smirk and it's like, dude, you you it feels like you're half in the game anymore. Like what happened, right? Like why? Like what is going on, dude? Is everything okay? Are you okay? Like it just it makes me feel a little sad because he finally gets this job. He's touted as his big pick. He does great. He makes these big plays. And now he just is not blocking when he needs to. He looks half-hearted in there. And like even for a great big catch, that really just is a massive boost to the offense and a big morale boost. And he's like, meh, I did it. Well, here's the a, here's a problem. Like when you can see to the fans, because basically the Pittsburgh fans demanded they wanted him in there before he was redder. He, he got in there. He kind of shaky start. They demanded that the offensive coordinator get fired until they harass this guy until he was until he was gone. And now they're still upset about the offense. The problem with the Steelers, I, I, I think the I think Cat Williams said it best. <laughs> You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. That's it. That's what they have. <laughs> they get obsessed with guys who are kind of underperformers, not really great, and then they're kind of shocked when they're when they get it must be it must be a nightmare to be in Pittsburgh, literally. Like and it's not even like they suck and and you can go no. like okay, like a Panther situation, like, hey, everything here sucks, so it's all right that we put everything on like auto and we're just gonna chill out and just enjoy this and try to get through these games. You're constantly good, but just not good enough, and it's you're constantly under the microscope. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> it's a little too close to home. Dude, Jake did that the other day in the file in our entertainment when he played a song. I was like, God biscuits and gravy don't do that like i swear to like it's the dumbest things when 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 just something out of nowhere hits a little too close to home and it's 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 so great it's ah but it's good good feels but i don't know it just i don't don't think it's that they have an unnatural allegiance to losers i just I, i don't know like it just they're they're trying to put a together a puzzle piece with two different puzzles is what it kind of feels like but how do you like with Christian Watson? Remember when I when I kept saying, "Give the kid the ball, give mm. the kid the ball." He can do some things, and it turns out the kid can do some things with the ball when he finally gets a chance to get the ball. Right? Same thing happened with Pickett. But what happened? Like, why are you so sad? Like, oh, you didn't make the playoffs. Like, if this is how you're gonna react when you're just like, it's like you got to try real hard to get in the playoffs, and you got to try real hard to make a thing happen. What's gonna happen when like you're you're down losing in the wild card? We've seen teams come back from some pretty big deficits, i.e. the Jaguars, right? And come back and win. We've seen Minnesota come back with an unprecedented victory when they were getting slaughtered. It's not like it's going to be done every single time, but it can be done. And to see the kid just like not really care that he's doing these good things out there and not really trying. I mean, like there's remember how I said I liked when Jordy Nelson would celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I did my job. He didn't look sad. He didn't look depressed. He's like, I'm just, I'm doing my job. Like first down. Yeah, baby. Right. It's not that exaggerated, like, you know, river dance because I made a first down, you know, he just, he'd get up, throw, throw the, Hey, I got a first down as he's walking away, giving the referee the ball, right. Not wasting any time. You just look like you don't care to be out there. So it's, it's tough because this is like a, it's a, a double-edged sword, especially with, yeah. with quarterbacks, because if if a guy's out there pouting and he's upset, it's easy to be like, why is this guy always being a bitch? And 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 because and then if you're if you're very 
dour, like like Pickens, or you're you're very like you try to keep it even keeled, and you just seem disinterested. There's there's a weird line there where where and you know what it is. It's it's your past performance dictates how you get act because Tom Brady would would bounce between both of those things from being sullen and sad to not caring to being completely up everyone's ass and screaming at guys. Like when you're good, you can kind of get away with whatever, whatever attitude you want to, you want to play that game or that day. But when you're like on the bubble and you're just a guy like fighting for your job, everyone's kind of looking at your body language and they kind of can read it and interpret however they want. They can be like, yeah, this guy just doesn't care. Or yeah, this guy's not getting into it or, Oh, he's being too aggressive. Like Will Levis, when he was arguing with the, with uh, um, oh shit, the guy who took all the drugs, uh, who played for the Cardinals, uh, great, uh, best sideline wide receiver of all time, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Ah, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. When did he really Levis, do that many drugs? He well, here's the thing. He 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 did he did performance enhancing drugs, so he got the, he got a four game suspension. So you you yeah. get a four game suspension for performance enhancing drugs. If you take maskers, if you masking agents after the first test, then they give you six games. They give you two games for trying to hide it. So they found it, and then they were like, "Okay, you're busted. We have to bring you in for another test to confirm." And then when you come in for the second test, you're dumb enough to take something to try to mask it <laughs> on the second test. That yeah, then they then they then they give you six games, and then ah okay. Then guys always go, oh, it was a mistake. You know, I, t- I was taking, you know, star brand stuff. And, you know, someone, it's always like, it's a weird misunderstanding. You know what I mean? And then it, then they're like, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to get a lawyer and I'm going to talk to the NFLP. They never do. They just eat the six game suspension. Uh, they, they get they, part yeah, of the fines back. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that's what they do. They, it's not about playing the games. It's about, well, I want to make sure I get my guaranteed money. I mean, like everything else is. I I just want to also make sure we're talking about the, the same person. Pickett is the wide receiver. Pickens is the quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, just making sure. I, I was. I don't know why I get the two confused. Because their names are so similar. Yeah. <laughs> ah. well, I'll get to mine. This name, there's only one of him. Jamar yeah. motherfucking Chase. And he was a little bit confused as to why the Chiefs were being overly aggressive toward him, towards him last week in Sunday's game. He was a little baffled. But it should have been clear because the 23-year-old pass catcher was asked previously asked about the opposing secondary earlier in the week, and Chase was not particularly kind or complimentary with his brutally honest comments about the Chiefs. He said, uh, he, when they asked if he was worried about facing the Chases, uh, worried about facing the the Chiefs defensive backs, he said he wasn't worried at all. And when people said, "Well, aren't they going to be upset uh, about you saying that?" he said, "Quote." They can take it how they want to take it. I don't care. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he was asked about Sneed, who is the one star defensive player for the Chiefs. And Jamar Chase said, that's why they double everyone, because they can't do it one-on-one. <laughs> and then he took mm. the kill shot. He said, the Chiefs know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is. But it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Jamar Chase... After saying all this, he was baffled to why they were being so overly aggressive with him in the game. And of course, Jamar Chase is uh, remains and still remains the 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 alpha shit talker in the NFL. Uh, uh, it, let me see. I let me see. I think I got a little. Uh, here's uh, Jamar Chase on the altercation. So in that game, he gets into an altercation with Snead, uh, and and then Chase lays it out after the game after his his weird comments. 
then he gets into this weird fight with them and he's shocked that they would be so offended and then they get into an almost skirmish and then this was his reaction after the game i don't know what he was doing i just be under people's skin sometime i guess you know what i'm saying so MF won't fight me, so it's all right. Mark, you take us your perspective on what happened that led to the, the pushing and, and the flags. Just trash talking. Can't handle it. Nah, I started off. They, the whole defense was mad at me. You know what I'm saying? You started at the beginning of the game. You've seen it. I mean, everybody's seen it. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I like to do. It's, it's he's not wrong though like d- dude gronkowski known for his trash talk kelsey known for his trash talk there are so many people that are known for their trash talk when you do when you play in the nfl and it's it is absolutely hilarious it is hilarious i love it uh, one of my favorite all-time things is like is when someone says something really really terrible and they're like well take it how you want you know <laughs> and people are like well don't you want to apologize for that don't you want to like that's what I should have done to your Canadian girlfriend. I should be, I should have been like that bitch can take it how she wants, ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I was like, I was, I was shamed into being like, oh, I shouldn't be picking. It, on women. it wasn't <laughs> that you were ashamed. It was just, I, I don't want to call it overtly. Like there, there's a way to do it covertly, and there's a way to do it overtly. Mm. And you ruby ridged it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you just you. I definitely did. You ruby ridged it. There's no way around that. All right. Uh, yeah. No. I, I. I think it was more. I Waco'd it because they literally set the building on fire while their children inside. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. You can. You can be subtle with a sniper shot and just be like, "Boop." There we go. And, and instead, you're just like, "Ah, fuck it, light it on fire." Yeah. Instead of the Janet Reno style. Hey, you know what? You know what this needs? This needs a tank. Get us some tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Well, we got these tanks. Let's light that whole fucking place on fire. Yeah. Yeah, you give it a flamethrower. Who cares, right? That'll, like that'll what, teach him. Yeah, you know, right. honestly, Jamar Chase actually had a pretty like he had an okay game. Like it's not like he wasn't uh, completely devastated. Three receptions, forty-one yards, average of thirteen point seven yards. I mean, that's kind of in line with where he's at. I mean, some games he has eighty, hundred, twenty, twelve. You know, like twelve. He had twelve, two catches, twelve yards against the Ravens. Uh, three, three receptions, forty-one yards against the Chiefs. So, like, I mean, to his credit. Kind of, kind of did normal, I guess. Like the Ravens are better than the Chiefs, I guess, in that respect. If you want to look at it statistically, and the guy is great. I mean, but yeah, it's the, the, Kansas City's got so many problems, and then to, to shit talk them, knowing that their their defense is a is a little thin in the back end, especially in that defensive secondary. It's like you know what you're getting into. You're trying to get into their heads. You're you're you're, you're putting. You're trying to put them on their heels before the game even starts, and then. You can't help. You can't talk shit to guys, and then then you play them like, and not expect them to get a little chippy with you when you've embarrassed them all week. You see, there's nobody to, really good on defense on that side anyway. I used to do the reverse when I played hockey. I'd talk real nice to the guys, right? I'd talk real, real like I'd be, I'd compliment them too. Like we'd go for the faceoffs. Be like, hey man, hope you win the faceoff. And they're like, Fuck, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I hope you win the faceoff, man. Good luck. <laughs> like it was like I was I was being genuine and sincere, and so it kind of threw them off kilter. <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, man, you had a real clean hit. That was nice. I, I appreciated that. You laid me out. It was a good hit. Good hit." And like, "What are you talking about, Jared? I was telling you, it was a good hit, man." 
See, I, I was the more rabid type, like, uh, like, fuck you, fuck your sister, is <laughs> that kind of shit. Like, I would be like, I'm gonna rape your mother's skull. Oh you know God, I mean? Mark. Yeah, I was that kind of guy. I would be like, really, really, like, just kind of weird, shocking shit talking. You'd be like, what, what? Ah, uh, you are a lunatic, Mark. <laughs> I sent you a couple of things on Discord. I want to hand out. Uh, I, I want to hand out what I think is rightfully so a piece of hardware to the NFL and their referees, right? Mm. Now, Mark, there's two photos that I gave you. Uh, you can tweet them out to at EVLMRK. Uh, I sent them to you on Discord of a referee in a very tight uniform uh, that she was wearing while playing with the Steelers. And I think that the NFL has got things right because that tight uniform, I think, restricts the brain oxygen <laughs> levels to the referees while playing because it's blatantly clear so there's this video that surfaced where essentially number 68 taylor decker of the lions and this other guy walk right up to the nfl referee like right up to his face and there's both of them are standing right next to the referee now the referee doesn't really look at him does the little fucking motion that he does and it's like okay pretty sure that's two people reporting in right and then they're like no they didn't report in there's video of 68 and 69 reporting in to the referee that hey we are eligible dallas should have lost to the lions and i am sick and tired of the nfl getting away with this this literally would have put me at two to two against mark the lions <laughs> needed this win i needed this win and there's no reason that somebody's stupidity that you need to be able to fucking read if you are if you're an nfl referee dude it is getting absurd i can li like it feels like you need to grab the referee and go i am number 68 i'm reporting in as eligible write it down in your little fucking book and then you, and then it's like but then the defense can go it's going to 68 yeah it's going to happen right like you there has to be some subtleties. There has to be a way to do things like may, like maybe give the coach a little D pad, right? The military has these cool little flip up chess pads that you can like talk and type and do all the stuff with where you just flip it open and go, Hey, the 68 is reporting is eligible on this player. Right. And then you can see, Oh, the timestamp is this. And this was right before the snap. They're eligible. Like it is so unnerving to like see the little rumors, see everything. And then it was just like the Super Bowl thing that happened, right? Where like, it, it was clearly not a holding. And then we, we both saw it and we're like, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Like this is a hundred percent. How do you miss that? How do you not differentiate a 60 number versus a 70 number? I just, I, it, it, it baffles my mind. So my hat is off to the NFL referees. I'm handing you a piece of hardware for pissing me off more than you could ever know this week. <laughs> yeah. And that was a clip we played at the top of the show was, was, uh, Mr. Uh, Grit himself arguing with the local, with the local sports talk guys about, about the play calling in that game, arguing with him about the Lions. How Lions fans can go from this basically being a garbage team for like what, 25 years to yeah. now bitching about one call that doesn't go their way. That just shows you how entitled like fan bases are. As soon as they start getting some wins, as soon as they start like becoming like the team, they become the flash in the pan. Then it's like, Oh, this guy's fucking up. It's like, you don't know how good you got it. it it's, it, but that was a screw job. That was a total yeah. screw job by the refs. And probably because it's a female ref, probably the problem. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> it was, it, it was, 
I don't even know what gender that referee was, but I'm just saying um, I, I saw that uniform and I was going to, I was going to do a, I was going to do a piece of hardware on the NFL and be like, wow, they're really out here just like trying to make these uniforms as tight as possible. <laughs> and then I saw the screw job and I was like, you know what? That makes sense. These uniforms are, are supposed to be tight and in line, just like with the code of conduct for, you know, your, your outfits in the NFL, maybe they're making them too tight. Right. And that's, the, that's, that's what I wanted to to draw. But I mean, to your point, if it's a blatant call like that, if it's blatantly, I mean, it's not really entitlement if it's basically the fact, but like the NFL shouldn't just do that. Even if the lions were, you know, one in 10, right. Mm, and they, they should playing, still be calling it right. Yeah. Yeah. They should still be calling it right. There's absolutely no reason that that should have happened ever. Well, I, I'll move on to our next one. It, it's, and this is one near and dear to my heart because this is one of the the alpha trolls uh, uh, in real life shit poster, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. He also subscribes to the idea. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. <laughs> he, really? He, he unleashed yet another social media rant against former teammate Tom Brady on Tuesday. This time he's claiming the future Hall of Fame quarterback's stats were motivated by selfishness. Now, Brown set. Uh, set this off by a video posted to X, formerly Twitter, in which his former Patriots and Buccaneers teammate Tom Brady was speaking about selfish people. Uh, in particular, the comment accompanying the video, which read 100% dissing that clown Antonio Brown right here. So people, Tom Brady goes on there. He's talking, he's talking about disrespectful teammates and people instantly read the tea leaves. They're like, oh, he's finally responding back to Antonio Brown. And Brown heard about this through social media. And then he decided to respond. And he said, quote, ask anyone is Tom Brady selfish, bro? Want stats again? This is an Antonio Brown quote, so I'm reading it as he wrote it. So you have to, you might need a coda like to, to kind of figure out what he's saying. Ask anyone: Is Tom Brady selfish, bro? Want stats too? You think he like Peyton Manning, or you think he didn't play longer than Drew Brees to pass his stats? Okay, I'm gonna let the crackers think it's me when I'm coming off the bench to help his team win. <laughs> I. <didn't. laughs> But Antonio, uh, <laughs> you didn't help the team win. You were weird and gone a lot. And yeah. <laughs> and when people got on his case, they were like, well, you guys did so good. You know, maybe you guys get back together. And then all of a sudden, Antonio Brown said that he said, quote, from his, tw- his I'm going to have to retweet this. He said, no beef, Papa. I love that cracker. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. That was me answering a mad fan, needing clarity on the dynasty empire messed up. Rolling eye emoji. Finger points, finger points, finger points, finger points. Emoji. Did he do finger guns in a tweet? <laughs> I had an aneurysm listening to that. It's the, yeah, I'm going to, let me, let me quote this tweet because yeah, what you need to do is you need to find a, a team of like uh, language experts to try to figure out what Antonio Brown is saying here. But as always, this is Antonio Brown seeking attention, bagging. Anytime that, that Tom Brady's mentioned, it's always a, a, a free shot for Antonio Brown. I don't know what the guy did. I mean, <laughs> and Antonio Brown has gone like full Tupac on him. He's like, he's talking shit about Tom Brady. He's, he said he's had sex with his wife. I mean, he's done everything. <laughs> he can to troll tom brady like i don't know what tom brady did to him but obviously antonio brown takes it personal he's still carrying this grudge to this day and for that i'm awarding him some hardware Uh, when you have a grudge that's that long running when everyone else is forgotten even tom brady doesn't care but antonio brown no no he's still grinding that axe everyone is left (laughs) the race is over everything is done and he's still like you know what fuck that guy 
I bet you that they're best friends in real life, and this is just their way of fucking with each other. I hope so. I hope it's not I mean, that Antonio Brown is like that bitter, like about something. No, like I bet, I bet that they're like they're besties, and like you know, all, like it's that secret friendship that like not many people know because Brown is just a recluse and he's just psychotically crazy, and like this is just their way of poking fun at each other. You know what I mean? I guarantee. I I want to hope and pray that that's the that that's what's going on. You know what I really love about all this, uh, besides the Tom Brady hate, is like. Antonio Brown is bringing Cracker back. He calls a lot of people Cracker, which is like, you know what? Way underplayed. I, I need to hear more black guys calling white guys Crackers. I love it. I, I like. First of all, have you, I like. I've been called a Cracker before. And I think it's like the, like if you or if any of us who are non-black like call them a ninja, it's on. Like, there's going to be like a scrap in the streets. There might be protests. There, there might be like uh, the NBA might start printing t-shirts to raise money for social justice. If you say that it's on, it's a war, but yeah. if, if they call you cracker, it's like, it doesn't even, it's like, I've been called. I'm like, I'm like, so what cracker? Like, what is that? That's the best you got. You tell me you, you guys pioneered rap. You pioneered like freeform poetry in its purest form. And the best insult you got is fucking cracker. That's what you got. That's what you bring into this party. Cracker. Like what, there's gotta be a better disparaging name for white people. There's Honky? a rapper. There's a rapper by the name of Glorb G L O R B. Look him up on Spotify. Glorb. Oh, he does it's, all the, uh, B, uh, he does all the SpongeBob. SpongeBob shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I know you can him. come know up him. with rap. I just discovered him like two days ago while I was helping out one of the new agents. Because uh, we were having sound issues, but if you can come up with a whole shtick of being the biki- like gangster bikini bottom and rapping in all the different voices, bro, Cracker, like, come on, man, come on, it's weak. How? how uh, yeah, you know what, Glorb is. I, I'll give you a little bit of this because I, I, I so this Glorb comes is up is a uh, financial tech company. So God damn it! Here's the rock. So I have good. not. I know, I know. I knew Acorn, uh, Mighty Oak Card. Yeah. The financial tech company who that I invested in. Oh, my God. The Rock with his his poverty card. Okay, Rock. Good job. Thank you. Thank you for inventing a card to rip off four people. Well, let's get to the Glorb saw. Hey, SpongeBob, I, I brought you a little something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Sandy. That's good. Spongy, I, I, I can't keep doing this. All, all the violence, all the shootings, the death, it hangs around me it's it smothers me now crabs is talking about building bunkers underground to escape Canada. i just can't do this anymore i'm i'm, I'm leaving you spongebob i love you but I, i'm leaving you can gangsters cry because lately it's been weighing on my mind and i say i'm Underwater, no one sees a teary eye. Hey, this is kind of uh, appropriate for the first part of the show. <laughs> and baby, all the beef from Bikini Bottom got me stressing out. I'm sorry I didn't have the time for you, and now you're saying bye. Girl, I'm sorry that I ripped my pants, and I know that you don't like romance, but all I want to do is be right there by your side. Can cry? Karate the same though. 
bartender. Just uh, just the usual, please. Kelp shake with um, extra lean. <laughs> Around here it's open, carry open bottles too. And when the sheriff's in my door, I'm always hoping that it's you. No, I'm drinking days away at the salty spittoon. And the might be looking yellow, but inside I'm feeling blue. Sandy, please forgive me. He's really good. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he does it well. He does it a lot of justice. Like it's it's so funny. Like I have a, I I I don't know. It was just hilarious. Uh, yeah, that yeah. I'm glad we shot it. We have to. I, there's there's a there's one where 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 Squidward goes hard as fuck. Like yeah. oh, uh, I I forget. I literally just listened to that one too. I forget which one it was. But yeah, it's uh, Kill Cam. Kill Cam oh is, yeah, it's where SpongeBob and Squidward go real fucking hard. Mm, okay, well, I'm gonna save that, and we'll we're gonna go out on that one. But uh, uh, who's your who's your uh, last uh, hardware penalty flag for? Yeah, uh, so people don't actually know who the youngest team is out there. I know that we uh, like it's kind of been word around that everything. It's like oh, the Packers are the youngest team, youngest team, youngest team. Uh, Tampa Bay comes in at 25 years old, five months, and one day. Right, that's the actual official youngest team. Green Bay comes in at 25 years, seven months, two days. Cincinnati, 25 uh, years, nine months, nine days. And the Falcons at nine months, 11 days. So, like, the Packers, yes, they are relatively young. The Buccaneers are technically younger. So, I I, I kind of wanted to, I don't know why, but I remember just hearing about how young the wide receiver core was, how young the team was, and how this, that, and the third. And they just kept talking about it. And I'm like, well, who actually is the youngest team out there? And so, of course, the the sports nerds out there, I got to give them a piece of hardware for actually figuring it out who the youngest team was to the day, right? Like, that's insane. And I just... I wish it, it feels very clickbaity to call the Packers the youngest team out there. But I mean, if the Buccaneers can do as well as they can with as I guess I want to call it dysfunctional and as young as the team can, let's change the narrative, right? The Packers are the second youngest team and they're going to be the first ones out of the wild card if they even make it. The the Buccaneers like are, I think what's being missed about this team is like, even if they, even if they fall outside of the playoffs this year that's still a good mm-hmm. team on the rise and for a guy i mean since we've done this show the the whole the running not the running joke but the running theme has been like baker mayfield has been up and been, been down and then kind of been abandoned and been tossed on the trash heap and been left for dead so many times it's, it almost it feels like a meme at this point but here he is like quietly working his way back in there with the team uh going into next year he's going to be the established starter and this is a guy who like for mm-hmm what was what would we every time we talk about Baker Mayfield like is he a bust or when he's when he's successful it's like okay hopefully this will last for more than one game like good for him I'm happy about I mean we really like for them to make the playoffs just so they can get that experience but this team is definitely not this is this isn't a this year team this is definitely going to be a next year team this team could be the Lions of of next year I I wouldn't go that far I mean I know that they're they have a lot of makings of great things and I just I wish I wish the team was a full four quarter team, but I do like the fact that they're a second half team. You know what I mean? That does mm-hmm. help out a, a ton out there. And that's where a lot of the games are won is a second half. So I would really like to see them continue that second half dominance where they continue to climb in the second half. I just don't, I don't know. It, it, 
uh, the the friend, you know, the je ne, je ne sais quoi or whatever whatever they they call it or whatever. It, it feels like they're they're lacking that little extra step, right? Like with Rogers gone, um, and and really the team looking, I guess, for its identity. I just I don't feel like it's there. I mean, it's that it's not the score agami, but it's the playoff agami. I guess is what mm. the Packers need to get into the playoffs. It's some. It's it's very simple uh, playoff agami, but I just. I don't have faith that they're they're going to be it this year. I don't have faith that they're going to be it next year. And if by some miracle that they do, like cool, congratulations. Let's see if we can find a recipe for success. You know what I mean? I, I think they're an eleven win team next year. I, I I'll put it out there. Okay, you take it how you want. No, <laughs> <laughs> take it how you want. Packers take eleven win team. Take it how you want. Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get to my last one and. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got to throw a penalty flag on this because uh, I think all of us saw uh, those of us who follow TikTok, NFL TikTok especially, uh, this terrible, terrible fire that scared the hell out of us, all, all Dolphin fans and even Dolphin sympathizers like myself, when we heard that Tyreek Hill's mansion was on fire. Uh, there were probably people running with their with their own fire extinguishers from, from Miami-Dade County, desperately trying to save Tyreek Hill because... The Dolphins cannot win without Tyree Kill. The Chiefs are having a hard time without Tyree Kill. The man must be protected at all costs. But of course, because the house was on fire and because it was because it was on the news and because it was on the internet, it became a joke. And it was a joke that even one rapper, Rick Ross, decided to glom on. Uh, so here's the original report from the Davy Fire Department in Florida. This is Tyreek. So here's the first video. This is a, a, a little bit of uh, audio of Tyreek Hill's home up in flames. An emergency for Dolphin star Tyreek Hill today and for him and his family. A fire ripped through part of their home and happened while the wide receiver was at practice preparing for Sunday's game. Thank God. <laughs> CBS News Miami's Anna McAllister has details from Southwest Ranches. An incredibly stressful day for Hill and his family as part of their home went up in smoke. It's still unclear what led to the blaze, but thankfully, everyone is okay. Miami Dolphins star Tyreek Hill's sprawling 9,300 square feet, nearly $7 million Southwest Ranch's man. His house is dope, by the way. I mean, I'm sure they'll rebuild. I'm sure it's fine, but it's fucking awesome. was on fire Wednesday afternoon. Smoke billowed from the rooftop of the NFL player's home shortly before 2 p.m. So the fire, it was ruled accidental. It ended up drawing the attention of national media on Wednesday, partly due to the fact that Hill's neighbor, rapper and record executive Rick Ross, reported from the scene as it was unfolding while. So here's the, here's a scenario. Rick Ross is a neighbor. He's neighbors with Tyree Kill. He sees his neighbor's house is on fire. He decides to start live streaming some reports of what's going on. But in between the live stream reports that he's actually giving about the, the fire that's, that might be consuming Tyreek Hills. And now at this time, we don't know if Tyreek is in there. Everyone's concerned. Tyreek might be in there dying of smoke inhalation. Rick Ross is live, is, is live streaming uh, the, the, the damage. But also Rick Ross, known fat ass, is ordering some wing stop. Here's a little Rick Ross. Make sure everybody's on. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you are so, so I ch- good. I changed browsers. This is what it is. I changed from Chrome to uh, Edge because uh, I'm doing all Microsoft products now. And now I, I cannot find a good ad blocker for Edge. I had a great one for, for, for Chrome and I do not have a good one. So now I have to, I'm forced Mark, to watch you, every single Tyler Perry commercial of all time. <laughs> You couldn't even block ads to begin with, man. I did there for a little while. Oh, no, no. Just my opinion. 
must be an electrical fire because the smoke is getting thicker and thicker as the fire trucks stand here. More and more helicopters. your neighbor's house on fire it, like would you would you live stream that <laughs> does it seem I, like i mean i mean if it's my best friend you know like i'd live stream it sure would you order food while you're <laughs> you're live streaming i don't i don't hear him ordering food what's uh, he oh, like we'll get there on this one, you heard me? We build another one, you feel me? Live it up. God is great, it's unfortunate. The house caught on fire across the street, but you know, I checked with the firefighters. There's no one that was injured. Everybody was out of the house. Fire's under control. God bless the homie, you already know. Okay, this is what he said. Uh, as far as you didn't even have a timestamp. No, they, the TMZ doesn't timestamp it at all anymore. Uh, oh, this is what he said. He explained. I had to walk to the end of the street to get that wing stop. It's all good as long as all the, the hills are safe. <laughs> so not only did he order the food while the fire was occurring, he, they couldn't deliver obviously to to because the house across the street is on fire. Yeah. So he had to walk to the end of the street to get his wing stop order. Oh, all right, it's bud. Tragedy. It's a tragedy, <laughs> bro. It's not hap- but it's not happening to him though, right? <laughs> like it's what? not like it's well, not. Well, the wing to thing him. is happening to him. He has to go walk to get those wings now. They can't be delivered to his house. I I, I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> he 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 makes me. I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't know enough about Rick Ross to care. He was a. He, Here's what you, here's the most important thing to know about Rick Ross. He used to be a uh, prison guard, so he was a correctional officer who yeah. stole his rap identity from one of the prisoners. Really? Yes. So the real Rick Ross, this guy called Freeway Ricky Ross, was a, I think he was a coke dealer. Maybe might have moved some um, meth and shit like that too. Like he was basically a dope dealer, like an international dope dealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Rick Ross, the rapper, was one of the COs who worked in the prison that the real Rick Ross worked in, and so. Fat Rick Ross, the one who's watching the house on watching who lives near Tyreek's house and was watching the fire, was toasting marshmallows. He stole the persona from the drug dealer, and ah. that's that's how he became a rapper. Was he? He's a. Okay. Uh, it's like CB4 in real life, the wonderful movie CB4. I've never seen CB4, but okay, great. I'll, t- I'll take your word on it. Chris Sorry. Rock becomes Easy E by stealing some guy's identity, and then the real gangsters decide they're going to kill him because he stole someone's oh, identity. <laughs> okay, yeah, like honestly, like my rap, my rap goes to like ICP, Eminem, <laughs> and then Glorb now, and so like 
a little bit of Dr. Dre in it and a couple of things, but like, I don't, I don't get into it. Right. Like, unless there's like a story that's right in my face, I'm not paying attention. Jeez. Yeah, well, it, it, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's just alone. Like if you're, I don't like, I know if you're, if you're ordering food or if you're hungry, like you're going to be hungry no matter what, like no matter yeah. whose house is on fire, you're still going to be hungry. But like, yeah. Wouldn't that be the point where you're like, I'm just going to leave the neighborhood, maybe give them a little bit of respect and not like, like, oh my gosh, look at this house fire. You know what we should do? We should order some wings, bro. <laughs> we some- well, I bet, he, I bet he ordered the wings beforehand, right? And then the house fire started and he went out and live streamed and then he had to go get them. And, but think of this, when was the last time his name was in the media? That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah this it, is kind of a, a good attention grab. Yeah, and then to do something as weird as like it, it was probably subconsciously that he, you know, they were like, "Hey, man, we we can't deliver because of the fire." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll just go to the end of the street and get him." Right? <laughs> like it was probably just subconsciously, but yeah, he he wants to be the first one to report it. He wants to get his name out there, and he wants more people to pay attention to him. Because I mean, you have like you diehard fans who are just like, "I only ever rock rock. Oh, he's my guy." Right? You you have those like diehard fans, right? Who will buy a New Jersey? You could be Tyreek Hill switching teams each and every year. And you'll have people who will be diehard Tyreek Hill fans that will buy all your jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. But you want everybody else who doesn't really care too much about you to care about you because that's a boost in your numbers. Any publicity is good publicity, remember? That's true. This is very, very true. Now, now here I am talking about Ricky Ross and ordering Wingstop, which he, I think he's a part owner in Wingstop. So I think this is at all, it's the, the snake eating its own tail. What, dude, don't, you can't tell me if you didn't, if you owned a restaurant, you wouldn't eat there at least a couple times a week for free definitely but i think i would go there i think i would definitely i'd definitely be the kind of guy who goes there and talks to everybody like hey how's it going like i'd be way more involved i don't think i'd be ordering it at my home you'd be a better owner is what you're saying yeah well i i love to go a place i don't like to get food at home it it bothers me i i yeah. i'm the exact opposite of you like i want to be eaten public i want to be there in the ambiance, uh, I, like I want to see the pictures on the wall. I want to look at their shitty artwork. I want to talk to the people there. Like, what do you what do you suggest? I'm one of those people. Like, what's the best thing here? And they're like, well, it's wing stuff. I guess the wings are okay. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me. Can I can I get can I get twelve of them? Can they can they all be different flavors? And then they're like, oh god, this fucking yeah. But I like then again, like I don't. It's not that I'm not a fan of eating in public. It's usually that I just like I, I have no reason to, right? Sitting alone in a booth eating in a restaurant to me is I'm like I could just be playing video games, right? Or I could be talking to my friends. Like if I if I'm like on a date with somebody or from going out with somebody, like I see the appeal of eating in a restaurant, but it's me going in and it's like, hey, are you a, a perks number? It's like, yeah. Hey, Jared, we got you. It's like, but I wasn't going to order that. And they're like, we know you were going to. It's like, <laughs> all right. I'll see you in the next window. <laughs> well, that was Hardware and Penalty Flags, our version of a weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best and throw penalty flags on the week, week's worst. But let's pay some bills here. And this is good because I don't have to read this one. Or do you? Mm, I can. Today. I hit me with it. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu or SHIB. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Because way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing your Doge and Bitcoin and the coin market cap. You can buy hashtag SHIB on all your most popular coin exchanges. But the best place to find more information is at SHIBTOKEN 
on Twitter. That's at ShibToken, S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N on Twitter. You'll find all the links to the Discord, subreddits, telegrams, and everywhere else to find more Shiba Inu. Shib to the moon. Hold six figures, because when we hit a penny, boys, I'm getting a new car. Ooh, it's off. It's off to Petto Island. Boom. Book me a, <laughs> book me a seat. Get me a window. I don't like to sit in the aisle. You're so bad. Mark. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. You Dude, my dad me? listens to this. Playoffs? Show. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'll sit in the aisle. I'll sit in the aisle. So let me give you a playoff breakdown here. So let me, we'll go through it first, and then we'll go through our games like we normally do. So let's talk about who's in, who's clinched. Let's start in the AFC. So who is set? Ravens are set 13 and three. They have the AFC North title. They have the number one seed. They have the first round by, so they will not be playing next week. They're the only team that's not playing this week. Remember uh, in the years past, there were two uh, teams that the one and this two seed used to qualify for a first round by nowadays, because of the expanded playoffs, only the one seed gets the first round by. So Ravens will not be playing next week. And they do have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. As long as they win, Shit. the AFC championship has to go through Baltimore. Um, Chiefs are 10 and 6. They are the AFC West division title. Uh, they still have to play wild card weekend next weekend, but they are assured a playoff spot. Browns are also assured a playoff spot. Dolphins also in. So we have one, two, three, four. Four teams are definitely in. That means a lot of spots are open in the AFC. NFC is a little different. 49ers locked in. 12 and 4. NFC West division title. They have the number one seed. They have the first round by next week. They have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. As long as they win, the NFC title has to go through San Francisco. Uh, Lions 11 and five. Uh, they do have to play next weekend. Uh, NFC North division title. So they're set. Cowboys 11 and five. They're, they do have a playoff spot. The division's still up for grabs. Rams playoff spot. Division's still up for grabs. Eagles playoff spot, but division is up for grabs. Now, what you'll notice here, what I didn't mention in the AFC is Bills. We're going to get to that game at the very end of, of, of the of the games this week, but the Bills are in a weird scenario where the Bills could be left out in the cold. Uh, NFC is not as bad, but there could be there's some wild games. Uh, so we'll start at the top and we'll work our way down from Saturday's games, the games that are going to be on today and tonight, and we have action all day Sunday. No Monday nighter, but we do have a Sunday nighter that has a whole lot of uh, action. But let's break let's break it down. So today. First game on the docket will be Steelers, who are nine and seven, Ravens versus 13 and three. Remember, Ravens are in. They're already locked up the number one seed. Lamar isn't even going to be playing. The Steelers are in the same, they've been in the same spot the past couple of years. They're on the road in Baltimore. Their backs are against the walls. They need to win and they also need some help. So here's how it breaks down Steelers are in if they win and the Bills lose, if they win and the Jags lose or tie, if they win and the Texans Colts tie. Or if they tie and the Jags lose, then it kind of devolves. Basically, Steelers need to win and they need some help in this one. This one sets it off because this game, which seems meaningless, seems absolutely meaningless. But if the Steelers can win this one, it could reverberate all throughout the AFC playoffs. And the Ravens aren't going to go with their starters. This makes this one a difficult one to pick here um, because I feel like the Steelers should be able to win because they're going to be rolling out their number ones. The Ravens are not. but it just feels like the Ravens have so much more talent, even at the number twos and the Steelers are not great under pressure. Who do you got in this one? How do you think it'll end? I'm going to reluctantly go with the Ravens because I actually side with everything you just said. Copy paste what you, what you said. I, I feel like the Ravens have the talent on both sides uh, of one and two, which is why, which is why I think they've flown on the radar because they just, they're good, but they're like, not a, like a flashy, amazing good. 
it's literally like a raven, you know? You, you don't really notice the difference between a raven and a crow. They're both black, they both shimmer, they're both sleek. And when they do open their, their beaks to caw, you, you hear them. And they really haven't been making a ton of waves. They've just been silently doing what they do. I feel like they're a great underdog story uh, to, to beat the Steelers with their entire number two staff. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens too, just because, like, not because I think the, the number twos are so much better than the number ones there for the Steelers. I just think the Steelers can't get out of their own way. This whole year has been, we talked about it at the top of the show. They just, every single time, it seems like they're just struggling. It's, it's, they can't get past themselves. And this is a game that they should win. The whole table is set for them. They're not going to be able to close. The, the Ravens are going to be able to beat them. I, I totally agree. And with that Steeler loss, this frees up the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Now, if the Steelers do win, all hell has just broken loose. That's the first yeah. domino to fall in in what could be a complete shit show cluster. at the fuck factory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cluster. cluster. That's a nicer one than, than shit show at the fuck factory. <laughs> Which someone's emailed. They're like, "What does that even mean?" I'm like, "I don't know. I heard that. <laughs> Sounds wild." <laughs> uh, let's get to the next one. Texans nine and seven. Colts nine and seven. This is another weird one because both teams absolutely have to win this one. And they also need a little help. In fact, whoever wins this is going to be watching the Jaguars game on Sunday closely because everything hinges on that game. Vegas has this one as a pick uh, or by a point. But let me lay out the scenario here for both of these teams. So Jags or Texans are in. If they win and the Jaguars lose or tie, uh, then they win the AFC South. The Texans are in if they win. If they win, then they're just in the playoffs, but they don't get the division. If they tie and the Jags lose and the Steelers lose, they could still be in. Over on the Colts, the Colts win and they're in. They're in the playoffs. But if they win and the Jags lose or tie, they could win the AFC South. If they tie and the Steelers lose or tie, they could still get in the playoffs. So this one is where all the magic happens. So Saturday night, you want to keep it in a game which should be nothing. Texans, <laughs> Colts, two kind of mediocre teams that kind of zombie walk their way to nine wins. Whoever wins is it could really kind of uh, upset the playoff table here again. This is a tough one to pick because in my mind, I think that I liked, I like Stroud. I've really stuck with Stroud this season. I, I feel like they're better offensively. The Colts have just kind of won games. I don't think they deserve to win. I, I, I'm, I've talked myself into Texans. Which way are you going? Sure. I like shit. Like you, you asked me about the Texans and the Colts and I just, I have no, like I, I, every time the Texans and the Colts have come up, I'm just like, I don't know, man, I don't care enough. I don't know enough. And it, it like, it, it's like that baffling. It, it's like that cousin that you have at, at your family reunion where you're just like, the fuck are they doing <laughs> every year? Like they, they have this smoking hot supermodel wife. Right. And then the next year they go trailer trash, but they're happy as hell. It's like, what is going on? What is, what is your life? You know, they, they have the CEO job and then they go to flipping burgers and you're like, why? Like it just, yeah. it, they, both of them make no sense to me. And they're like, you know, Dave works at Target now. You're like, what? I thought he was a, I thought he was a professor. Does <laughs> he work yeah. at Target? Or what? When did that happen? What's the story there? And they're like, oh, you don't want to know. There was a. It, this is this is how that story goes. Well, there was a girl. And then, oh, okay, yeah. Say no more. We'll see I what had happened. Yeah, the, the story starts with we'll see what had happened was. <laughs> and they're like, all right, all right, let me grab a beer and sit down. Yeah, let me let me let me buckle in. Well, here's another one. So we go to Sunday. Buckle in for this one. Seahawks eight and eight. Cardinals four and twelve. Cardinals have nothing to play for. There is talk Kyler will be limited. Most of the first string, however, will be playing. James Conner will be playing. He could hit a contract escalator if he goes over hundred yards in this game. I think it's like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. James Conner could make himself this weekend in this game. Seahawks are clearly the better team. 
but the Seahawks need this win. Not only do the Seahawks need this one to get in, they need to win and they need the Packers to lose or they need a tie in this one and they need the Packers to lose. The Seahawks are in the situation where they absolutely need to win this game. Therefore, in my mind, this is a game the Seahawks have to win. They must win. There are a host of Arizona players who are going to be playing for contract escalators. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little bit of a homer here, but I have the sea and maybe I'm being anti-Seahawks here, but I have the Seahawks shitting on themselves. The Cardinals upset the Eagles. They've they've overturned the apple cart once before. If they can beat the Eagles, they can beat the Seahawks at home. It's gonna be the stadium is gonna be jam-packed with Seahawks fans. I'm going Cardinals. There's no way. There's absolutely no way the Cardinals come off that victory over the Eagles to beat to, to lose to the Seahawks. There is no way. You're going Seahawks. No, no, no. I'm saying there's no way that the Cardinals don't come off that win to not beat the Seahawks. Sorry. Oh, okay. I think I said that backwards. There is no way the Cardinals come off of that win and then not win. Just just like what I was talking about with the – because I remember – I know last week I picked the Dolphins to beat the Ravens. I know I did. And I was very – if you remember, I was very, very worried that – the Dolphins are a good team. Can the Ravens stifle them? Because they did stifle the 49ers, right? I just wasn't too sure that they could do it back to back. I'm going to apply my logic and do the logical thing here and pick the Cardinals. Because they just shut down like one of the number one teams that everybody was talking about. Tyler Murray makes a big comeback. You're right. A lot of players are playing for extra money this season. They want that money. No matter how much you get paid right off the rip, no matter what your base salary is, a bonus is always nice, especially for performance, which means that the next year that you come up for you know negotiations, it's going to look better for you. And with your quarterback back coming off a win from the Eagles, Pete Carroll can't, I don't believe Pete Carroll can stop that. I've been in situations, I've managed sales teams in the past. I've been a salesperson myself before in the insurance world years and years and years ago. And I've been in situations where I was like, like, you had five in a day, which is great, but like seven, you know, like two additional ones would like make your month would literally like get you a kicker. Like I remember one time I was like, I think my kicker was like a thousand bucks. I was like, if I got, if I got two more the rest of the day and I was, I remember thinking like, I was like, I'm going to be here till they fucking throw me out. There ain't no way I'm leaving till I get two more of these motherfuckers. I am not leaving a thousand dollars on the table. If you're, if you, if you're playing for a situation where you could make 750,000, you bet your ass that guy is going to be running for his life. A hundred percent. You get close to a million dollars if you if you can get a hundred yards. You, you, those other guys are going to be blocking extra hard for him. Everyone knows how that goes. In fact, like I remember back in the days when there was always a guy who was like one or two away. Other sales guys, especially like you know fucking pikers, would be like, "Hey, I got a good one here. Let me throw it to you." You always take care of your guys. You always want to get that bonus. There's so many Cardinals are going to be playing for money. They're going to be hyped the fuck up. I, I agree with you. Backs against the wall for playoffs, yeah, yeah, that's all important. But when your backs against the wall and you, you can make some money, that's where the that's where the real rubber meets the road. Dude, I was uh, I made one phone call Friday, right? My I made one phone call, made one sale, right? I was like, hell yeah, one for one hundred percent. I usually usually Friday afternoons, I like to just kind of schlub off, not really do a whole lot, right? And I was like, I want to prove why I'm on the phones, like I want to mm. prove what's up. The two other people that I did talk to super super freaking solid leads like basically they were ready to say yes but like 
the, yeah, like I was going after it. Like my life depended upon it. Like I wanted to go three calls, three sales. Like that's how bad I wanted these ones. And like you listen to that call, you can hear the passion. And even one of the ladies is like, you're wow. Like I've never heard anybody as passionate about lawn care as you are. And I'm like, I like lady, you're my second call of the day. I want to be two for two. You have no idea. Ooh, yeah. That when I, when I was a sales manager, that was like that was the greatest thing I could ever do. It'd be like get it when I first got the team together. And we'd first be the calls would be coming in crazy, and I'd be like, they'd be like, oh god, look, the manager's going to get on the phone. I bet he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'd go in there and I'd sun him, man. I'd sun him, cracker. I would. I'd have to sun these motherfuckers like, like they my stepchildren. I have to beat their ass. I'd just show them what's up. Like yo, you know why I have this? You know why I sit in this chair because I can do what you do so much better. Dude, it's so dumb because my call me dad. (laughs) The reps will come in and they're like, man, I'm having a shitty day. And like, I'll listen to them, like, do this, just do this. And they're like, and they like, they won't listen to me. And it's so funny because I'll always get a message be like, Jared, I applied exactly what you said. Got a sale. Fucking told you. I told you, like, there's a reason why I do this. There's a reason why I sit in my little red chair doing what I do. Yeah, you got to son them. You got to son them, son. Yeah. Well, let's get to the next one. Falcons seven and nine, Saints eight and eight. This is just like Texan Colts in yep. that this features two mediocre teams, but because of playoff expansion, stakes are still extremely high here in this last match of the season. It's not quite win and you're in. It's more convoluted than that here. Uh, oh Falcons need to win. Bucks need to lose. So that's the only way the Falcons could get in. The Falcons win. Bucks lose. They're in. Saints okay. much easier path. If they win and the Bucks lose. They're in and their division, they're, they won their division. If they win and the Seahawks lose and the Packers lose, they're in. The Saints could even tie and the Seahawks and Packers lose and they could still find their way in. The Saints are basically in a win in your in situation. Falcons need to win and also need some help. I've been a, a firm, firm, firm believer in, in the Falcons all year long. I don't know why. Oh, I think because I really like the, that zone blocking scheme. Hasn't really paid dividends this year. Quarterback play has been lackluster. But I'm not overly impressed with the Saints uh, at all. Like we're talking back against the wall here, trying to get into the playoffs. In my mind, I'm going Falcons here. Not that it makes a world of difference. I think even if the Falcons win, I don't think the Bucks are going to lose. So I I think this it doesn't help the Falcons at all to win this game. But I think the Falcons are going to be fighting for their lives. I think the Falcons are going to win this. I've I've been let down so many times by New Orleans when I pick them, and I continue to get let down by them. I cannot trust Derek Carr and company. I got to go Falcons. I've I just, I'm the same thing. Like the Falcons, they, every time you've picked them, they've won. Um, you know, and every time I'm like, I'm going to go with the Saints or another team, they're, they're going to, they're going to lose. I, I feel like I need to buckle up with you and go Falcons just because they seem to be more consistent than the Saints do. You know, the Saints are just, yeah, that's the whole year has been, even if they get into the playoffs, even if the Saints manage to worm their way in, it's like, they're going to get bounced in the first round. They're just, they're not built for it. It's, it's so with the Falcons, if everything breaks right for the Falcons, they will also be bounced. So, but I, I, I think that they're a little bit of better team. The record doesn't show it. Now this next one, this is crazy because Trevor Lawrence might not play. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a game time decision. So Jaguars are nine and seven Titans are five and 11. So the, the Titans like the Cardinals, nothing to play for. There are a lot of escalators on the line for the Titans, so not as many as for the Cardinals. Uh, they might not, but the Titans have kind of put it out there that they might not even be putting out their starters. If they looked hopeless at the end of last week. The Jags totally control their future. If they win, they are in. If they win, they win the division. They could even tie and still get some help and end up with a playoff spot. As cliche as it sounds, the Jaguars have total control of their playoff future in this one. I've been a Jags believer. 
all year long. I like Trevor Lawrence, but the news that Trevor Lawrence might not play scares the hell out of me. Uh, and, and the fact that skill players on the Titans have uh, contract escalators, running back, wide receiver. Uh, there's two wide receivers who, who, get, who have escalators. Uh, the, the rookie quarterback's got escalators. The, the running back has got, got escalators. This is almost like that, that Cardinal game where one team is, is, is walking wounded. Trevor Lawrence might not play. The other team is going to be playing for money. This is one where a five and 11 team could shock the Jaguars, but man, I, I've, I've been so ride or die with the Jaguars all year long. I'm really tempted to pick. Let me ask you, I'm going to throw it to you. Maybe, maybe yeah. you'll sway me. Who are you going with in this one? I got to go Jaguars for two simple reasons. Even with all of their number ones with the Titans, even with everything that's going on with the Titans, I firmly believe that a, a, a bruised and beaten Jaguars can do it even without T Lawrence for two simple facts. The Titans lackluster is all hell. Derrick Henry is but a whisper of a name anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they can't even compete in regular season, when like actual games are on the line and it could legitimately mean something and they just flounder like they do. I have zero faith in the Tennessee Titans to do anything at all. Period. <sighs> Gosh, if only this game meant more. Like if if I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to start, I'd be I'd be sold on this. I'm I'm still going to go Jags. I you you kind of convinced me here. I was I was thinking Titans, but I, I can't take that many long shots. I've already I've already done the homer pick with the Cardinals. I can't pick against the Jags when I when I've been ride or die with the Jags all year long. I'm going Jags. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both agree on that one. Next one is Vikings seven and nine, Lions and eleven and five. Lions already locked in with the playoff spot. They've already won the division. Uh, Detroit has said the starters are, are not going to play. They might be playing for a series or two, but they definitely will not be playing the game. The Vikings are not in a win in your end situation. They need a ton of help. The Vikings need all kinds of magic to occur. They need to win. They need the Packers to lose and they need the Seahawks to lose and they need the Buccaneers to lose, or they need to win and they need the pack to lose Seahawks to lose and the saints to lose. They are required. They require a win and they require three other things in my mind. They're the Vikings are not only are the Lions better, even their even their backups, even if their if their ones are playing limited activity, the Vikings have just pissed all over themselves. That there's they would need a miracle. They would need a miracle of miracles, and it, it ain't gonna happen for them. I'm I'm going Lions in this one. Yeah, no, there's there's no way that the there's no way that the playoffs happen for the Viking. There's no there's no reason what am I trying to say here? Remember that year that the Bills went to the soup, to the playoffs for the first time in forever because of that weird playoff agami. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. And that that started their their ascendance to greatness. That doesn't happen with the Vikings. <laughs> like the, now, they, they don't even get the win. They don't. They just don't. No, no quarterback. You got guys who. It, it, the only people who are really who really believe this are Vikings fans. Like I, they, they would probably be no. very disappointed if they had to go in that locker room and realize those guys are like, "Let's punch the clock. Let's get this game over with. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go on vacation. The year is over." <laughs> there, there are there are five guys in two basements rooting for the Vikings to win <laughs> that think they have a hope in in hell, and they're all blood related. All right, like come on, let, like let's face it. There's. There is nobody in their right mind that thinks the Vikings are going to win and go to the Super Bowl or get into the playoffs or do anything of anything valuable against a Lions second string team where the Lions have been good all season long. They they lost a game. The referees had to force them to lose to Dallas. Like that's how good the Lions are. The the referees had to go. No, you're losing. 
Um, so to me, that that spells disaster. The Vikings, you're right. They have nobody. They have no help. There's nothing, nothing that you can do, Vikings. Nothing you can do, Purple People Eaters. Just shut up in color. Make this last game look okay. Go home. Go have some vacation, and uh, we'll see you next year, boys. Now, speaking of basement dwellers watching a terrible game, this one does not get any more meaningless than than on the NFL calendar this weekend. Before we start, mm-hmm. we should make this our Mountain Dew game of the week because it's meaningless. It's me. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I know who I'm going to pick. And I yeah. think you know who I'm going to pick because I, I have I, I for someone who actually hates Tom Brady and who hated the, the Patriots during their run. No one has been a bigger simp for Bill Belichick than me. Uh, I, in, Damn it, Mark. <laughs> no, don't agree with me. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go on. This game is going to mean so much to Bill Belichick because this is he gets to stick it to the Jets one final time as he walks out the door. So he's going to take a job next year. Rumor this might be his his last game for the Patriots, or uh, almost all but confirmed. Um, we know he's going to leave. He's probably going to take that Giants job, or there's also talk that he might look at that Chargers job that he's going to interview for that as well. He might go in there and get full control. The problem with the with the Giants job is he could get the head coaching job. Tomorrow, if he wants it, the problem would be that he they they're not going to let him be GM. He's they're going he's going to have to report to somebody, which he's never done. If he takes the Chargers job, he gets to go to LA. He gets to be the coach, and he gets to become the general manager. He gets full control in 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 with oh, the Chargers. He's, he's going to Los Angeles, baby. Yeah, well, but the Chargers also like him. But they also have they have uh their heart is for Jim Harbaugh. They love the idea of Jim Harbaugh coming out there. Jim Harbaugh is is his agent has flirted openly with the with the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be like no one wants the Chargers except people who are who can who can make a lot of money. They're very very interested in the Chargers, but they they can like Jim Harbaugh to his credit can make it work. Bill Belichick can make it work like that. A hundred and ten percent. I believe wholeheartedly that if Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers, that Chargers team can all of a sudden go from mediocre to. Holy banana sandwich, Batman! This might be like a Viking situation where, like, they win and they're in with one or two of things there. I, I full heartedly believe that Bill Belichick can do good things. I wanted to say the Patriots are going to beat the Jets. I thought you were going to go J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Why I want to make it, that <laughs> but no, no, play your sound effect. Play oh, okay, okay. Effect. So just to fuck with you. The Jets are going to blow the Patriots' knees out. They're going to take that mafiosa style, and they're going to say, nah, Billy Belichick, sit your ass down, go to Los Angeles. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope to beat you next year. Fine. Because I was going to pick the Patriots over the Jets, but no. If you're sounding with Bill Belichick, I know what to do. I have to pick the Jets. Okay, this this is our Mountain Dew game of the week. I, I'm going to make up ground. So this this means I will I will win this challenge next week during Wild Card Week and going into the Super Bowl. I will have I'll be locked and loaded with with extra pib. I'll have to find a new way to ship it to you because I can't order anything through Amazon. <laughs> oh, that's right, you got your accounts. <laughs> <laughs> because I sent you pib extra. Like how many times I've I've sent you what like three packages now through Amazon like every couple like it's almost like they're like wow why does this guy keep doing that it's like hmm I wonder you know like because I I don't know like it's so dumb 
they, they must think it's a, a soda scam. They're like, oh, yeah. this guy is just scamming to get soda delivered to him. <laughs> like 30, uh, 30, I, I, but I haven't asked for a return. I've never done anything. I've never said it wasn't delivered. But it's just every like every month and a half, I send 36 cans of Pib Extra to Mark's house. Whoever packages it, what they do is they take two 12-packs. And they cut up all the cardboard. Like I, 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 next time when I when I win the next one, I'll take a picture because it's it's crazy how it's packaged. Wow! It's, it looks like it was pa- it's packaged. It looks like it was packaged by like a thirteen year old retarded child, like hey. <laughs> autistic child. Sorry. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I yeah I like I wanted to pick the Patriots, but like I how okay I have, I have a sidetrack here that I want to go on real fast. Uh, one question: How checked out is Bill Belichick? They say not. They the rumors in the in the building are that that he's he wants to win this game. He wants to go out on a high note. He doesn't like the way this year has been. There's been uh, difficulties with the ownership. At one point in the year, there was there was talk of ownership wanted him to change his staff, and he his response was like, "I handle everything here, and I make those decisions." So there's already that kind of animosity that's been brewing there, and so I feel like he's going to want to win this one. Not for anything, but just to kind of stick it to the ownership, and he gets to stick it to the Jets, his former his former employees. Like I, I don't know if the players want it as bad as he wants it, but Bill Belichick definitely wants it. Okay, yeah, um, I I feel like he's that old man holding on for for his last like hoorah hope. You know, it's like I still know what I'm doing, son. <laughs> right, and and like you're like, well, yeah, I mean, you do, Grandpa, you do, you do, but you're just you're not very good at it. Um, so. I don't know. I feel like the Jets have something to prove. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like voted the most inspirational player on the Jets. And it's like, what what better thing to do than to beat one of your AFC rivals right before you go into a meaningless offseason where Rodgers comes back, right? Like, I bet you Rodgers is just high off his he's high off his keister in ayahuasca right now. He's about to go shit in his bucket. And then when he comes back and he talks to the jets, he's going to be like, man, if we can just beat the Patriots, you guys, I think, you know, the witch's brew that I'm about to drink is going to help me heal enough to where we come back next year and win the super bowl. And the guys are going to be fired up. Uh, well, now you're, now you got me sidetracked. Cause you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. you know, him and you know, Jimmy Kimmel and him are going to get into a lawsuit. There's going to really? be a really ugly Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> It, tell me if you've ever heard this old chestnut before. So Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee. And yeah. uh, of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just riffing, talking about whatever. And they're talking about the Epstein flight list that's going to be released. Uh, yeah. This was a couple of days. This was like a day before it actually got released. And Aaron Rodgers jokingly said like, oh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on the Epstein flight list. And uh, it was, you know, I don't know how that's a joke, but everyone laughed, well, you know, because it's Pat McAfee show. So everyone laughs at everything. So it's like, ah, Jimmy Kimmel's yeah, a yeah. pedophile. And uh I guess Jimmy Kimmel got right on Twitter after that episode aired. And he's like, I have no, I have no connection to Epstein at all. You know, uh, I, you know, you, 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 you know, he, he said something about his lawyers might be taking his money. Like he's going to get lawyers involved. Now, Jimmy Kimmel might try to sue Aaron Rodgers for what he said about Kimmel's uh, alleged uh, being on the Epstein flight list. Yeah. Who cares? Like that's like, I love how he's making something out of nothing. Like it's, it's like, it's, Probably just being him being facetious, right? Well, see, this is what it was. First, he said it was a joke. Now, Rogers says he he's found out more information, which I know where he found out this information because uh, one of uh, Jimmy Kimmel, like most like most celebrities in Hollywood, is like you know in the restaurant business, he's got friends, and you know that if, if you're if you're friends with big money people, you're like probably like three 
connections away from Jeffrey Epstein, but yeah. uh, a guy he owns a restaurant with was on the flight log, like legitimately was on the list of, of okay. guys who were at the Island. And so now Aaron Rodgers is using that as like, well, if his best friend was at pedophile Island, the Jimmy Kimmel was probably at pedophile Island. It's a pretty big jump. Mm. To, you're saying yes. Jimmy Kimmel pedophile. No, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, just, you know, it's, like oh your best friend is this above I don't know I I have no idea it's just it it's one of those guilt by associations and I just I have shut up dude <laughs> this would be like I'm like you know Jared loves Brie Larson because you know he's friends with <laughs> yeah Eric I, loves Brie Larson so exactly. he has to be a Brie Larson fan like no he could these guys could be friends and they could not both be Brie Larson super fans yeah are know, you I, a Brie Larson super fan. I'm not. A Are you on that list? Fan. Mm. No, I I know I know who is though. <laughs> I know who is too. <laughs> oh my god! Let's get into the next one. Buccaneers eight and eight. Panthers two and fourteen. Again, Panthers here, nothing to play for. They are officially medical waste. They've been engulfed in chemical flames. The Buccaneers though, win and they are in. If they win, they are in, and they also have the NFC South title. They could tie. And they could still possibly be in as long as the Saints lose. They could tie Seahawks lose, Packs lose, and they could still be in. Basically, Bucks are in a win in your in situation, and it's the easiest win in your in situation of all time. It's not like the Cardinals where there's there's people playing for money. There are a few, but it's not going to matter. The Panthers are so trash; like nothing will stop this. There are miracles in this world, but it sure shit ain't the Panthers beating the Buccaneers this week. I'm going all Bucks. I I got to go Buccaneers as well too. There's legitimately no way whatsoever that the the I the, if they somehow lose to the fucking pat if they somehow lose to the Panthers, God help us all. <laughs> God help us all. Uh, Browns eleven and five, Bengals eight and eight. Now remember, Browns are locked in. They're out of the division hunt as well, so they intend to sit Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco will not start. The starters are not going to start. The Bengals are mathematically eliminated from contention, so they have nothing to play for. Nothing but pride. So essentially a meaningless game in Cincinnati here. It's a game where nothing matters. The Browns are just not looking to get anyone hurt before the wild card weekend. Even the Bengals are pretty much taking it easy. So in a game where neither team wants to win, <laughs> who do <Yeah>. you got? <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I honestly think Joe Flacco can get it done. Um, I've, I've seen what he can do. I know what he's capable of doing. And with the Bengals all messed up, I, I just have to go. Yeah. The Browns are going to get a victory out of this but, as much as I dislike it. But even with Flacco sitting, cause Flacco's not going to play even, uh, he's not wait. What? What happened to Flacco? They're, they're going to sit him because they, they've already qualified for the playoffs. They already won that division title. Oh. There's nothing to play for. So they, they won't get benefited seating. The Browns aren't even going to play their, their starters. At all. Yeah, Browns still win. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, he, 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 I love that idea of, of the Browns not even, they're protecting their quarterback, and the quarterback they're protecting is Joe Flacco. I love that. Like, what you, year is this? <laughs> can you guys totally tell what teams I actually care about? <laughs> like, it's it's almost like you can totally tell because, like, I'm surprised about news that, can't, like, they won the last game. It's immediately announced. We're sitting all our starters, and Jared's like, yeah. Yeah, Joe Burrow and company are going to go and they're going to win and it's going to be great. And you're like, Jared, none of those people you mentioned are playing. Ah, well, I, I don't care about the. I'm still going to go with it. Yeah, I'm still going to go with them. Like, 
I genuinely don't care about the Browns. Did oh. did you get my message about that that quote unquote scripted NFL yes, playoff yeah. escape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what would you do if that came to fruition? It won't. It's ridiculous. It's uh, it is I, I, the, hilarious. I, it used to be a, 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 a well. It's too strong a word to say. It was a funny joke. It used. It was a. It was a. It was a joke. Like ah, uh, the NFL is scripted because there was that one guy who said it was, and then everyone else was like, "Oh, look at this." Now it's just. Now it's not even a. Now it's not a joke. Now it's just an annoying thing people say. What are you talking about? It's annoying. The, the NFL is not scripted. There is there is no way that they make that the referees make the shitty calls that they make consistently. To like remember at the beginning of the season how the the Chiefs got so much help from the boys in black and white. Well, they did. They did get a lot of help, but I think a lot of this is based on bad officiating. Like what it is 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 the those NFL refs are not full time. They brought on a lot of new staff in the past couple of years trying to trying to because of DEI policies, diversion and and inclusion policies uh, that have this is what happens when you when you when you hire people that are not qualified for it. Uh, and you try to like, oh, we got this person. We get that. This is going to look really good. Like this some of is, those gal refs, though, have been getting better calls than some of the old dudes. So, but a lot of those gal refs have been really terrible. Like we've had to watch them learn the job, like learn on the job. And that's it. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to say that because it's like because people are like, oh, you're picking on female. No, they've been bad. You're right. Some of them have been good, but that's how bad they've been that we have to find the good ones to be like, look, that, that one's doing a good job. Yeah, it's, no, they've been terrible. And and not like the male refs have been doing great. They've been also terrible as oh well. God, the, the best ones have aged out in, in quote, the best ones were never really that good to begin with. So we have really, really mediocre refs, really, really mediocre refs. Ed, Ed Hockey League, that man was a godsend. That man could call any game. And I would say it's fair. 110 percent yeah at least he was i mean he was making a spectacle of himself but at least i'll give you that at least he was calling it fair but he was i mean it was very annoying how much it was it was about it was look at me look at me 80 year old man is he made it fun he made it fun (laughs) shut up all right bears seven and nine you gotta like this one and your packers eight and eight bears are finito they have, but they have no intention of sitting starters. Meanwhile, the pack are still in this thing. If they, they are in a true, they're win and they're in kind of situation. All they have to do is take care of business. They totally control their playoff destiny here. This would be a nice feather in the cap of Jordan Love. If they lose, that's where it becomes dicey. The Packers, like I said, if they win, they're in, but they could other scenarios could happen and they could still get in Packers with tie, Seahawks loss, Saints loss, Packers tie, Seahawks, Buccaneers loss. There's all kinds of scenarios where if they tie or lose, they could still get in. But for the most part, it's win and you're in. The Bears are depleted. It's in Green Bay. Jordan Love is is dealing. You gotta love the pack in this one. You're a Packers fan, man. Come on. You're going pack, right? You're not gonna pick the Bears. I am going to pick the Packers, of course, of course. There's no way that I'm not picking my my boys in green and gold. Um, the Packers always have the Bears number. Typically, uh, it's very rare that they do. If the Green Bay, pa- I'm gonna I'm gonna call this right now. If Green Bay loses to the Bears, they are officially done. The Love Era is kaput. There is no way that you lose to Lions at home. Last year with Rodgers, there's no way that you lose at home to the Bears again for for a basically win and you're in. If the Packers cannot get it done against their longtime rival, who has been absolute hot garbage this year, 
I am I am true red, white, and blue, baby. I no longer believe in the green and gold. I kind of agree with you. I think if, if they lose this game, then they, they, they even if they back their way into the playoffs with, with weird play agami, playoff agami kind of magic, like everyone's going to be disappointed. They're, they'll be going in with there with a losing record. It's going to get really ugly, really fast. That that oh, it, right. I don't know if Jordan Love will it'll be the end of the Jordan Love era. I don't. I think that it takes another year, but it'll def, that coach is definitely his ass will be fired. His ass will LaFleur, be gone. Lafleur yeah. is gone. Yeah. yeah. If Lafleur can't get it done, like because I know he's got at least one more year on him. Right, like they're going to give him next year because this is a brand new year. They've been seeing a ton of flashes with Jordan Love. Things have been okay, but yeah, if Lafleur does not get it done at home, to even like even if the Packers don't have the the score got you know the the playoff agami to get in, and they still don't get in, it's going to be seen as a win because yeah, you beat the Bears at home on the final game. Like, come on, man, you you got to do that if you can't get that done. At least you got next year. If you don't beat the Bears and you don't get in. Goodbye, Lafleur. You're done. Now the next two are they're, they're they're teams. They're games with good teams. However, they don't mean anything. So Eagles eleven and five versus the Giants. Eagles have nothing to compete for. They're already in the playoffs. They could win the NFC East here. It could hopefully help them host a wild card weekend game. But for for all intents and purposes, I think I, I think we're both on the on the same wavelength here. There's no way that the Giants can beat the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have had their struggles. They lost to the Cardinals, but I feel like. God forbid we have a get right game in week 18. It's the last week of the regular season, but you need to to get right. I mean, the Eagles are like in a must win situation. They have the talent. The Giants are terrible. They have no quarterback play now. Uh, uh, the My cousin Vinny is no longer under center. This is all Eagles all day. Right, Jared? There's no way that th- there's not enough mafia help to to help New York. <laughs> there, there, you could bring together all the triads, all the mafias, <laughs> all the gangs. The the Crips and Bloods could get together and have a peace accord, and the Giants would still never win. Yeah, they'll, they, they're they're garbage. Uh, Rams nine and seven versus the Forty Niners twelve and four. Same kind of thing. San Francisco's already locked in. They have the number one seed. San Francisco is not going to be playing their starters at all. Nowhere on the field will you see uh, Brock Purdy. You won't see the quarterback. In fact, this is going to be the kind of garbage matchup where we're going to have Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Those are going to be your starting quarterbacks because even the Rams are not going to be running out their starters because they they're, they've already qualified for the playoffs. They they know they're not going to win the division. They want to stay healthy to get to the next round of the playoffs. This is a game where neither team wants to get hurt. But I think like these other games where we've talked about this, the Niners are so much better, even in their backups. And even they're at home. The Niners are just a cut above everyone else. I don't see the Rams sneaking up on one. I guess they could, but I got the Niners in this one. Carson Wentz has no more magic left. And Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold is like, it, it, you know, those dream scenarios where like, oh, if, if Justin Fields could go to this team or, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so could go here. Like Sam Darnold's got a pretty decent team around him with the 49ers. I would not be surprised if Sam Darnold was like, yeah, no, I'm a good quarterback. I just need good people around me to help me. Right. Someone's going to buy into that. Who was the guy who, who backed up, uh, Rod? Hasselbeck. Yes. Hasselbeck. Yeah. One game. No, no career. It was Matt Flynn. He backed up no, one yeah, game. Sorry, Matt Flynn. Yeah. One good game. And then he, he scored a contract. First off. off that wasn't just one good game. He set like three records. He's oh, okay. he set a touchdown record for the Packers in one game. He said the most yards in a game 
Uh, and I think it was like most completions in a game or something crazy. Like he legitimately set every Green Bay Packer record that game and then got a um, got a massive contract with the, the Seahawks, Seahawks. And promptly shit the bed. <laughs> but he kept all the money. <laughs> like, so maybe maybe Wentz or, or Darnold somehow manages to have a big game, squeeze some money out of some team next year, like manages to pull a scam. But yeah, I, I, I don't see I don't see the Rams overcoming this one. It looks like Niners to me. Also, like this is where we get into Broncos Raiders again playing for nothing. There's nothing on the line here. Raiders are running this. They're, they have this seven game winning streak right now. I guess the only thing here to play for on the Raiders side is like maybe a win solidifies Antonio Pierce. The guys obviously love the coach. They want him to get that head coaching job. I guess they're going to be playing for their guy. The Broncos, man, but they're in free fall after the benching of Russell Wilson. Now the litigation that's going to come out. This is, could be a very long off season for the Broncos with, uh, with all the drama surrounding Sean Payton. And now even other coaches are starting to turn on Sean Payton. I heard uh, uh, a talking head brought up no one usually brings this up i brought it up in the past before though is that sean payton was is a guy who crossed a picket line years ago i mean this is a guy he was scabbed he scabbed before and he people kind of forget about that and then people were bringing up uh the uh the bounty gate uh sean payton has lost all his fans for being the hottest head coaching hire last last year in the offseason like oh who is sean payton gonna go with man this marriage with the broncos has been really really bad and I think this is, I think it continues. I think the Raiders are so hot. Broncos got so much other drama going on. I, I see the Raiders winning this one in a wash. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders are going to win it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what Sean Payton did crossing a picket line because my, in my, in my defense here, like I get what a lot of everybody was working for, but he also like, I just, if he, if he did it for the reason why I think he did it, where he just wanted to coach and do his thing, right? just go, just keep doing your job. Like that's the, that's the biggest thing is I remember when I was in the military, it's like, I don't really care about what anybody else says. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get it done. This is what I wanted to do. Right. And he just wants to do the football thing. But to his, your point, Sean Payton has been dropping the ball consistently. He does not seem to be doing anything positive. Go back to sitting on that couch with Colin Cowherd and talking about the NFL. Cause that seems to be the only thing he was good at. <laughs> Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs 10 and 6, Chargers at 5 and 11. I guess we'll see how much of a, a real Chiefs fan Taylor Swift is because there is nothing to play for in this one. Chiefs are locked in. They cannot qualify for the bye. The Chargers quit about three weeks ago. Even with the backups playing for Casey, Blaine Gabbert is going to get the first start since 2018. He will be playing under center instead of uh, Patrick, Patty Mahomes. Even with Blaine Gabbert uh, taking snaps for the Chiefs, I'm still taking the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. The real question here is, does Taylor Swift show up? Knowing that her man's not playing, knowing that there's nothing at at stake here in week 18, her being a new NFL fan, maybe she won't know that this is a game you're supposed to ignore if you're, if you're a Chiefs fan. No, no. Kelsey has talked to her about this. Um, I, I, I think that if, if the Kelsey family is there, she'll be there. Do you want to, you want to cinch her Mountain Dew? of the week. Do you want to, if Taylor Swift will be there? Cause I say, I'm saying she's not there. Well, I'm saying if, if the Kelsey family is there, she's there. Like, cause mm. if, if mama Kelsey and Papa Kelsey are, are hanging out, even at the game, she's, she's, she strikes me as the, the kind of girlfriend that like, if mama and Papa Kelsey were like, Hey, you know, come hang out. Like, I, I know it's a meaningless game. It's not that big of a deal. 
like come hang out with us at the game. You know, we can spend time. We can go have dinner afterwards, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We're in Los Angeles or some, some nonsense like that. Or like she's in town. She's in Los Angeles. She'll go even though he's not playing. Cause she's like down for the team. I think she would go. But if mom and dad aren't going, if the family isn't going and it's just, you know, Kelsey sitting on the sidelines, doing the tight end thing, coaching like he normally does, or maybe going in for a couple plays, like some of the starters are doing. I, I don't think that she's going to show up. Yeah, he's shut I, down. He, he will not be playing at all. He won't Mahomes even dress. Be, I, 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 I believe they will dress, but they're not. There is no intention of playing anyone at all. So Kelsey is Kelsey and Mahomes are dressing, but there's no intention to play him whatsoever. Yeah, because if you if you don't dress, then it, it counts against your it counts against how much you actually get for your game check. It counts against your there's an equation that determines what your retire your retirement's based on how many active games you played in and to actively play in a game. It means you act, you actively have to dress. So, so if you like, dress, you play. Okay. So I don't, then I don't think Taylor Swift is going to be there. If, if it's one of those, if he's Kelsey is going through the motions to get that check and everything, mama and Papa Kelsey aren't going to be there. And I, I really genuinely don't think T Swift is going to be there. Yeah. I, I was going to go towards no, we only got two more games here. So Cowboys 11 and five commanders are four and 12 commanders dead as disco. The Cowboys could clinch the NFC East with a win. Or if they tie in the Eagles tie, which is two ties in week 18, it's not going to happen. So it's my understanding that the boys are going to be playing their starters on offense and defense. They want to get this one in the bag. They want that division title. If they get that division title, they'll be hosting a game next weekend. So they're playing for the ability to host a wild card weekend game. To them, it's important. Commanders are going to be playing their starters as well. They have nothing to play for. Uh, I, uh, Jimmy Johnson, I, take it away. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah. Cowboys playing their starters, even though it's in Washington. Now, this is Cowboys all the way. Washington is going to upset the Cowboys. 110%. So wrong. 110%. The commanders, whenever they play the Cowboys or the Eagles, play some of their best football, and you cannot tell me I'm wrong. You're right. No, you're, you cannot you're right. tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I 110% believe that the commanders are going into this game going, we could thoroughly just this is this is like when the Lions were playing the Packers, where they last year the Lions had no reason to win that game. They had no reason to play anybody starter. They literally were doing it for the giggles to destroy the Packers this season, to end it, and just to make their life that much harder. If the Commanders play some of their best football against some of the best teams on Thanksgiving, look for them to come out, drop the hammer, drop the axe slay the Cowboys and say, you know what? Best of luck in the offseason. We're going to continue to show people why you suck. Ooh, man. I can't believe we were going against each other. I, I knew in two I, games, two games. Well, maybe three here. Last one, Sunday night football. This is, <laughs> this is the most interesting one. I love the idea okay. that, that the bills could get left out of the playoffs. So bills are 10 and six dolphins are 11 and five. It's interesting here because there are a few storylines. Whoever wins could possibly become division champ of the AFC East or if things fall wrong, the Bills could get left out entirely. I'll explain, but let's break it down. Miami has played well on the road. There's been all, but there's been all kinds of drama this week around the fire at Tyreek Hill's house. There's been criticism in the fan base about Mike McDaniel's and his preparation as they back into the playoffs. Finns are having a little bit of a trouble here, uh, but the Bills are on the rise as well. If the Bills lose, though, other factors come into play that might keep them out of the playoffs. Here, the good thing here is that the Bills. Uh, basically are playing for their lives. If, if Bills win, they take care of business. They're in the playoffs. 
if other things shake down, they might they might win that division title. They might be able to host if, if a whole host of things is going to happen. In, in this case, it's more just Bills win and they're in. If the Dolphins can beat them and things fall right, they could possibly keep the Bills. The Buffalo Bills, at one point last year, we were they were the best team in the AFC, and they could be left out in the metaphorical cold, in the real cold of Buffalo, watching the playoffs on TV. Before we get to pick this game, I mean, if that happens, and a lot of things would need to happen in order for the Bills to get, get screwed out of this, would this, there's people who were saying like Sean McDermott needs to get fired if, if they get left out, if they get left out of the playoffs, if they don't make the playoffs this year, even with all the trouble they've had this year. What are your thoughts on that? Firing Sean McDermott if they don't make the playoffs? I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Like Sean McDermott, like it's been a good season. It's been a great season for the Bills. Like they, it, they're, they're 10 and 6. They're not a, a loot. They're not, you know, like a 500. They're above 500. They've won games. They've destroyed games. They've lost games that they weren't supposed to lose. I, I don't feel it's fair because Josh Allen hasn't been playing like himself. He had that one game where basically if it was over 10 yards, there was a high likelihood that it was picked. Like there have been so many things mechanically that have gone wrong this season that I think they've, they've, they've neglected that. I think Sean McDermott should at least get one more season because he's been the guy behind the rest of the years where it's been phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like if Josh Allen wasn't weird in that one game against the Bengals, it could have been a whole different Super Bowl game. You know what I mean? It, so Josh Allen, I, I still go back to what you said earlier in the year. There's something wrong there. I think we'll find yeah. out at the, at the end of the year, we'll, we'll be like, Oh, he was playing. He, he had a separated shoulder. He was playing through. We're going to hear something after the fact, but to Sean McDermott's defense, I mean, it, it, it's not him who's who's dropping balls and not running routes. That's Stefan Diggs. It's not Sean McDermott that's not making tackles or putting pressure on the quarterback. It's Vaughn Miller who's not doing that. There, uh, there are so many things mechanically wrong with the Bills that if your players can't execute the game plan that you give them, how is that your fault? Right? It, yeah, exactly. This is everyone wants to put it on McDermott or the GM or like the the external factors, but like these guys got to play. And the, these in, in the two guys I mentioned, Diggs and Von Miller, like these are pro bowlers who aren't up to snuff. They're playing like shit. And it's not like it's because of scheme because the scheme hasn't changed. It's it is any of that. It's just guys not showing up. And in Josh Allen's case, I would I would almost I'm almost ready to put Josh Allen in that category. But like you, I think there really is something wrong. I think we're going to find out after the fact he was hurt. He was playing through an injury. But even then, maybe, maybe when we find out that news, there, there's going to be that that part of me that goes, well, if he was hurt, then maybe he should have shut it down, Because especially if they don't make the playoffs. Then this was all for naught. You put yourself at risk for for nothing. It, it, it doesn't make sense. The, the real storyline behind the Bills, I think, is going to be is going to be after they get knocked out of the playoffs. The behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, when they get knocked out of the playoffs, then we'll find out the real story. Or the magical story here could be that they win this game, they get into the playoffs. Now they're, you know, they show they show that they can beat the Dolphins. Now they're, they kind of get it right. And now they're the most dangerous team in the AFC playoffs. Yes, they have to go on the road. They'd have to go to Baltimore win to win an AFC title. But if, if they can get it right, which I don't think they can, but if they could get it right, Man, the Bills could be a dangerous team. Everyone could be sleeping on the Bills. If, if, but that's the problem. You just said you you hit the, the nail on the head. There's so many mechanically things wrong with the Bills that if they all of a sudden were to to get it right in this game and they were to win this game going away, I'd still have lingering questions going into Wild Card Weekend. Like, yeah, I'd still be like, mm, I don't know. But if they win that first weekend in Wild Card Weekend, then I'd be then I'd be ready to anoint them. Then I'd be like, 
crown their ass. Like, like Denny Green said, at that point, they're the most dangerous team in the AFC. But that, that's a that's a real Christmas miracle. And it's, what is it? It's January 7th. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. I, look, I, I believe in the Bills. I have faith in the Mafia. I just, you're playing in Miami. You're playing against the Dolphins, who have been wildly successful, who have been wildly hot. You're playing against a team who has got their things together. There is no reason that Miami should not win this game. And as much as I want to go against Miami, I have to pick the Dolphins. Mechanically, like I said, the Bills are struggling. They have been struggling since halfway through the season. I think the criticism against the Bills is warranted. I also think that the criticism is warranted against the Dolphins. However, comma, the Miami has got this in the bag. I don't see it as a blowout win. Um, if it's kept close, I still have hope for the bills, but if it's a blowout, Miami is, uh, it's not the 72 dolphins, but boy, we might see another ring in Miami, man. I love that Miami team. I I'm going to be they're They're my AFC pick for, for, for this thing. I, we're, we're going to save our picks for next week. When we break down wildcard weekend, there'll be less games. So there'll be more talk about once we know, once we see how the playoffs are set. We'll have our yeah. wild card matchups, and then we'll be able to kind of pick who we think are going to be the surprise teams. We'll pick our Super Bowl winners. We got all of that on deck next week. So there's going to be less games to go through next week, but there's going to be more content to talk about next week. And then next week, I think uh, I haven't told Jerry this, but we're we're going to try to get that out on on our normal time on Thursday, so you guys can have a, a nice lead up to that because there's going to be those wild card games are Saturday and Sunday. I forgot about that. I thought that there was a, a Sunday only, but those are Saturday and Sunday. All those wild card games. In fact, I think there's a Friday wild card game. So we we definitely want to make sure that we get our show out before that, so you guys can get our picks. And we're ready going into the to the wild card weekend. I'm I'm ready for the playoffs, man. I I'm glad this the regular season's done. I hate playoff agami of all these different scenarios where oh they could tie and they could lose, and then you know Andy Reid eats three cheeseburgers, and then all of a sudden the Saints are in. All of a, like it's it's ridiculous. So I'll be yeah. glad when this week is over and we know exactly who is in and who is out. I'm going to throw this one out there, though. The Bills, if they are in, they are going to be the only team I feel is going to be able to beat Baltimore in Baltimore because that weather does not affect them whatsoever. <laughs> That's going to be I feel like we're going to, like I, as I look into my crystal ball, I feel like we're going to be having this conversation about the Dolphins going to Baltimore to play in the elements and how dangerous that is for them. And uh, uh, McDaniel, great coach, but not necessarily having that kind of experience. I, I think we're going to be having that conversation in about mm, two weeks. I, yeah, it, the, the conversation is going to go two d- very different ways if the Dolphins go in and have to play in Baltimore or if the Bills go in. It's, it's two very, very different conversations. And I hate that. Mm. I hate that because it's like I'm prepped and ready for one. And I'm not prepped and ready for the other. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up the show, I want to mention at Shib Token on Twitter uh, slash X. So if you if you missed the boat on cryptocurrency, you haven't. You haven't. You, you're like, I missed that on Bitcoin. I missed that on Dogecoin. Don't worry. There is another. There is another. And it is great. And I don't want you to buy it. I'm not telling you go buy it. I'm just telling you go find more information about it. Do your own research. Uh, go to at Shib Token. You'll find the links to the Discord, the subreddit, the Telegram, everywhere else. So you can arm yourself with the knowledge. So you can learn more about Shiba Inu, how to invest, where to invest, why it has value. 
get involved at that point. Once you've made the decision and you've done your research, then get involved. Diamond Paws, Shib to the Moon. Also, make sure you're following us while you're on Twitter, EBLMRK, and look for hashtag EMS199 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about on today's episode. And if you're not already, make sure you're following on TikTok and Instagram at Ask Evil Mark. Now, today I want to thank Executive Producer Gump. I want to thank Eric, who was my co-host for the Thursday show and was the host of the Ask Mark Anything, both episodes. Another one will be coming out Sunday night. And a damn fine host of the podcast, File and Entertainment himself. And today's co-host, Jared, he's a purveyor of all things birds. He's also the co-host of uh, File and Entertainment, but he's also the primary host of Nobody's Listening. Jared, tell everybody about Nobody's Listening. Where can they find it? and What is it about? Yeah, Nobody's Listening is just a bunch of friends getting together, having fun, random conversations. Uh, the latest episode is called TV uh, Video TV Show Games Polls, and I'm a terrible host because apparently I don't know what I'm doing half the time. You can check that out. That is the official end uh, to 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 season four. 208 is the official end of season four, and season five is going to kick off uh, next. Uh, actually, it's tomorrow when I record that, uh, where I got a couple new things coming down the pipeline, a couple new interesting things. And I'm going to try to get back to my old ways. Uh, hopefully people are more apt to sit down and have conversations with us. But yeah, if you want to hear four good, good friends, just kind of having talks and riffing on each other and making fun of each other, come check it out. If you like the military episodes, I'm going to try to do those at least once a month where me and Mark and Eric and Dave and a couple other guys who basically were in, you know, uncle Sam's, meat grinder get together and have conversations <laughs> yeah make sure you're checking out nobody's listening uh really great podcast make sure you're checking it out and then as we leave you here we we, we both talked about our love for glorb we talked about uh, our love for kill cam and uh, i'm gonna take you out here with, with kill cam here so until next time be ungovernable be uncompromising most importantly be kind where did i put my sound effect let's see if i let's see if i play an ad i know i'll play an ad at the very beginning is it gonna be the rock I knew it was going to be an ad. This is an ad for a mobile game. God. Empire Max is now Motley. Spongy do it proudly. Rob him like a zombie. Keep my little Uzi. I just want to rock him. I keep the heavy metal, metal heavyweight and not slip. Carry moaning loud. Ask me how to fuck my cockpit. Shove it where I popped it. I'm a start a mosh pit. Spongy on some bullshit. He acted so obnoxious. She said post a photo. So I took a hot pick and did it like a Jewish boy. The way I cropped it That's my feet on the pavement That's my dick in your main bitch I'm so rich, I'm so famous A hundred wine bitches at my spot I don't make songs That's my feet on the pavement That's my dick in your main bitch I'm so rich, I'm so famous A hundred wine bitches at my spot Like Dalmatians Fuck the KKK we the trusty crab crew, huh? Pinch a credit card with a cyber scam crew. I need an intervention, baby, like a sniper clan do. Cause you know my gun on rage, I stab like hypertam too. I like my cash drain and thick like the fucking bubble bass. And when I smash her and dip, I hit her with a huddle pass. Like we play in NFL, I got my chopper NLE. When I smash, I do not tell, I'm sliding home like Major League. Oh. Yeah, shout out MLK, cause the squiddy had a dream about Karen's pussy squelching, making salad. That's my feet on the pavement That's my dick in your main bitch I'm so rich, I'm so famous A honey wine bitches at my spot I don't make songs That's my feet on the pavement That's my dick in your main bitch I'm so rich, I'm so famous A honey wine bitches at my spot
Rest in peace, you fucking bitch. <laughs>